This podcast has been paid for by the Major World Order. No, 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 Major World Order. Figs for life. Welcome to the Major World Order podcast, a fan podcast to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. I am your host, Billy Walter Peck. I'm a musician. I play in a few bands. You can look up on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all the main places. Uh, check out the bands Graveyard Smash and Before I Burn for music there. And I have my own pro wrestling tea store because I am a ring announcer for Omaha's PWP Live. So check out prowrestlingtees.com slash horror And on to our next host... And I'm your host, Husvar, a.k.a. the Major Market, a.k.a. Handsome Husvar, a.k.a. Heartbreak Husvar, collector of all things wrestling, movies, TV, and pop culture, especially the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast merch. And I'm also a supporter of the all-ego Ethan Page and the very nice, very evil Dan Housen. And we also have one of our hosts... The Big Jake Boski, a.k.a. the Sean Kemp of Wrestling Figure Collecting, a.k.a. the Major Mad Hatter, a.k.a. the low... Ah, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> the most loyal turmoil terminator, Jake, don't call me Bray Wyatt. Welcome to the Major World Order podcast, where it's just two. Sweet! That's right. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, just do that at Major World Order, and you can find us there. We also have our own Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Major World Order. Now, uh, for the, the fan community that the Major World Major Wrestling Figure Podcast has uh, built, you guys know what this is all about. For people that have uh, just discovered us, uh, yeah, we're a fan podcast to another fan, uh, podcast. That might seem a little odd, but, um, you know, it is a very strong and fun community with a lot of great personalities. And uh, just feel free to go back and check out uh, some of our earlier podcasts. We interviewed the producer, Smart Mark Sterling. We've talked to Matt Cardona. We've talked to uh, other people just, again, within the community, fans. So, uh, you know, make sure that you're checking that stuff out and, and yeah, uh, we've been having a great time. This is episode 10 for the people that are in the community. We wanted to do something different and special for you. And we'll, we'll get that, uh, to you in a minute, but Jake, you had a few things you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, we had a lot of great guests, um, in the past. So definitely go back and listen to those episodes. They're a lot of fun, especially last week's episode with, uh, Joe shoes, um, <laughs> We got a lot of, uh, you know, hilarious feedback from that. Um, you know, it's a funny ass episode. So, you know, if you're, you're looking for a laugh, definitely go back and listen to that. Um, just I a couple was dying. Things oh yeah, I was, yeah, it was dying. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was hilarious. I, I was actually working out at the gym uh, the other day, listening to it, and I was on the treadmill and I tripped, you know, laughing because you know it was just, <laughs> it was so funny some of the shit he was saying. So, <laughs> but uh, just a couple things I wanted to bring up real quick. Um, one thing, um, so there's the pod card fam, uh, in the group, um, you know, they, they collect all the 
major wrestling figure podcast cards, um, including uh, taking regular release cards and having them autographed, um, you know, and it, it, it gets, it gets a little crazy. Um, but, um, you know, card collecting is really hot right now. Um, you know, especially with the pandemic going on and everything. So, um, I've completed a few sets, um, of, of cards myself, just, uh, personal stuff. But one card, uh, that I had when I was a kid was the 1991 WCW cards. Um, they kind of had that funky, like yellow, with like black sprinkles and green and red, you know, uh, pack. So anyway, I, uh, I, per- I ended up purchasing a whole box, the complete set. It was sealed, um, about a year ago. Um, just so I could have the whole set. I, I think I got it for like 13 bucks. So it was super cheap, but, um, I was today's years old when I just found out that there is a sting hologram card that uh, comes with that. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not, but um, I thought that was really cool. So uh, I found a couple on eBay for like a hundred bucks. So I'm, I'm going to have to get it at some point, but I just thought that was really cool and, you know, something kind of neat there. So just wanted to shed a little bit of light on that, that, you know, something that's, uh, you know, 30 years old is, uh, you know, coming to, to light today that, you know, people didn't know about. So that's about it. But uh, just wanted to bring that up real quick. So um, how far you got anything? Oh, man, I, I, I bought way too much this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I got a bunch of uh, of tops cards, uh, kind of the, the newer like 2020 series. I got a uh, Dexter Loomis card. I got his uh, rookie card from from TNA Impact, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam what is his name? Shaw. Uh, Sam Samuel Shaw. Shaw. That's right. Yeah. Samuel Shaw. I got I got that. I got a Mandy Mandy Rose card. I got a Shocky Blackheart card. Really, I got a my probably my my nicest one was the three of five Kenny Omega Leaf card that I got on eBay nice. for a steal. Um, so I got a bunch of those, and then I just got like a bunch of random figures. I got some NECA turtles and you know oh, stuff yeah. like that. So um, awesome. uh, too much stuff. Too much stuff that I. <laughs> <laughs> got to figure out a spot for but i'm in the process of reorganizing my room my collection so we'll we'll see how it goes very nice. and that's just a, a a little peek into this community if if again if you're a new listener and whatnot right. it's it's definitely a big collector's market out there for you know wrestling and and all kinds of things so uh but yeah uh, moving on we have two very, very special guests. Like I said, it is our 10th episode. We wanted to make this something cool and special for the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast community. And I'll get to it right now. right no it's not brian myers if if that's what you were thinking it is the songwriter the men behind the music we have john kiernan and kevin lasarda lasarda how do i say your name <laughs> it's like I got shot. My, name, my last name i love it <laughs> lasarda don't worry you're not the only person who has difficulty saying that word i've got Trump. i got lacarda I got La, you know, it's ultimately it's Lacerda, but I've got, you know, most of my life people, I'm just used to saying Lacerda. Uh, and La then, luckily, yeah, I've got Laparca. <laughs> hey, that one's all right. 
You yeah. know, when I'm getting bullied, it's like Kevin Latarda. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I feel I feel your pain. I, I get Husvar, Housvar, Husvar. I, I get it all. House fart. House wow. Fart. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, so we have uh, you know the two men that that uh, wrote Brian Myers' theme song, and Brian is one of the hosts of the major wrestling figure podcast. So uh, thank you guys for, for coming on. And yes. um, obviously we will get into uh, the creation of the song, but we do kind of stick to a, a basic format at the beginning, since this is a, you know, a, a podcast being fans of the majors and wrestling and collecting and all that. The first question that we have to ask is what got you into wrestling? John, you can take this first. Cause I don't know that you've ever actually told me the answer. Like we oh, talked about wrestling with both <laughs> super fans, but I, I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about like what you got into wrestling for. I don't know that I've ever told you so. I'm yeah, so this will be good for the both of us too. And also, what a time for us to be here because our boy Brian Myers won last night a hard to kill at the time of yeah. the recording. So oh, yeah, congratulations to that first and foremost. Yeah, that and Matt made his impact debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So maybe- awesome time. And yeah, big night, man. going strong over on Hard to Kill. So yeah. for me, <laughs> oh, yeah. my family is generally overall into wrestling just from when I was younger to now. Um, the match that got me into wrestling was WrestleMania 12, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match. And for being, I don't know what I was, like six, seven, eight, something like that at the time, you wouldn't assume that a 60-minute match be the thing to get anybody into it. Um, yeah. But it was such a good match. Shawn Michaels is and will always be my favorite of all time and so from there that was it i was hooked on wrestling instantly um one of my dad's friends was a referee for ecw so he used to you know get up into some of those shows when we were younger again being eight who brings them doesn't matter um but it just (laughs) you know i started to grow that love for pro wrestling wwf was a huge thing for me then just got into everything else Monday, uh, monday night wars were huge went all the way to basically to now and now i know myself Kevin, it lives, it breeds. We just get the opportunity to write wrestling themes and be fans all at the same time. So it's all super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. For me, for myself. And actually, now that I, you know, actually hearing John kind of go over some of the stuff, because he sent me pictures of him like backstage at like uh, ECW events and stuff like that. I obviously, oh, cool. thought, you know, was thinking of him kind of explaining like what initially first got him in there, which is obviously me now finding out the match. But I remember him telling me like a lot of those early experiences and stuff like that. For me, I still remember. I don't exactly remember what year it was. I think it was either the 1990 or 1989 uh, Royal Rumble. It was uh, the, it was the year Big John Stud won the Royal Rumble, and I had it on VHS, and it was only because basically my uh, my godfather lived in California, away from my family, and he started sending my mom. He got basically I don't know if he got like a black box, an old school black box, which is basically how you would like illegally rip all the pay per view <laughs> channels at the time. Right, and he yep. he would send back literally like huge boxes of nothing but VHS tapes of all sorts of movies. Uh, And back then I was just basically watching network television, you know, cartoons. I was that young of a kid. And once he starts sending, he started sending these tapes back. And two of those tapes were like those two years of the Royal Rumble the year. Uh, It was that year when John Studd won. And then the year after was when Warrior won that led into Warrior versus Hogan. Yeah, for Uh, WrestleMania 6. Exactly. So, 
Uh, and then I was kind of off to the races from there. And then it was like a lifelong love. And it's like, even oh, before yeah. I, even before I knew I had a music talent, uh, cause I experienced my, you know, uh, you know, even knowing I had a voice, I wasn't even, I think I was like 20 years old before when I realized I even had the ability oh, wow. to sing. Yeah. So no that kidding. was like, yeah. that was way late. So wrestling yeah. is it, arguably like a bigger part of my life as a person than it was than even music. You know, obviously I always had a strong love for music, but you know, sure. the ability to, you know, travel through that journey with your talent. So wrestling was a bigger part of my psyche. Like I literally have discussions in the studio, songwriting discussions where I like talk about the psychology of a song and find myself equating the parts of like how you emotionally attack a lyric and why this makes sense in this verse, because this is where the story's going in the song and what we're trying to say and literally end up finding myself to people that don't watch wrestling, just being like, well, there was a story once and I explained it to like literally angles and wrestling and the psychology yeah. of those angles. And I bring it back to those things and make them understand it. But at first they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of whole thing. And it started with my godfather sending back those VHS tapes because, you know, that kind of also turned me into a cinephile. Like he used to send back stuff mm. that my mom, my mom just didn't know what was what, so right. she she wasn't hip. So I was watching like like my favorite movie of all time is Goodfellas, and I watched that movie. Oh, when I was yeah. Probably <laughs> I was one. probably like eight years old when I first saw that movie, and it changed my whole life. <laughs> yeah. My mom and I would watch it when they would go to bed, so she never right. knew that I was watching stuff that eight year olds just shouldn't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he would just send everything back. He was intending for my mom to see it. Obviously, it's not like he was trying to poison my mind, but right. you know, and so <laughs> it was all that stuff. And then I say it was all the different wrestling pay per views would come in yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It all started from it's, awesome. yeah, it's crazy how you know you're such a young age and you just get these little things, just literally just VHS yeah. tapes, and it literally just kind of built a foundation for your life so to speak in a, in a sense you know and uh you know it's just, it's just crazy i mean just you hearing you say that i you know um i was introduced to wrestling you know around i mean early in the or in the late 90 or late 80s but uh you know the my most vivid memory was the 92 royal rumble with uh bret hart and razor ramon uh my mom was dating a guy at the time and uh that you know he had he knew i was into re i liked wrestling so he ordered the royal rumble pay-per-view and i i threw a vhs in you know to record it in the vcr at the time and uh you know i had that tape and i just watched it back for years and years and years and then you know just a lot of the you know stuff that i'm into is kind of based off of that royal rumble it's kind of funny you know but uh just really brings yeah. back some memories hearing you say that so that's that's really cool yeah. for sure yeah. yeah so you guys uh you know both getting into wrestling at an early age and and you know diving in head deep you know what uh what was your collecting habits were you into the wrestling figures um yeah any of that stuff you yeah. got, I, I feel like it's a good i'll i don't ever want to i have a habit of talking over people so i'm trying to make sure i don't do that at all let's do john first kevin second perfect yeah I like it. Yeah, my brother was huge into wrestling when I was younger. And like I said, most of my family was but my oldest brother was like the biggest super fan. Same thing with the black box. And uh, he was one of these guys that would collect Star Wars figures. Right. So he was one of those guys that you would go into his room and it was just closets full and closets full. He'd go to like specific, you know, specific stores to pick up all the Star Wars figures and same thing for wrestling, too. So just periodically he would come over and he'd bring over all these wrestling figures, all the different rings, all of just everything. So like the wrestling buddies, the Ultimate Warrior one, the Hulk Hogan one, and the um, the Road Warriors one. Oh wow! Like my oh first wow! 
toys that I had. Yeah, those are kind of rare. Okay, yeah, I was just gonna ask, you know, what, what generation of of figures were you getting? So it was the buddies and maybe Hasbro or yeah, it L-Tan. was. It was kind of all of it as time okay, went on, right? Nice. So as I got older, the um, the wrestling buddies were the first thing he got. But then as I got older, like you said, the Jacks, the Hasbro, all yeah, of them, bone crunchers, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. The yeah. bone crunchers were like the weirdest thing in the world <laughs> when, like, you think about what's out now, you know? Right, sure, but, right. Like, those things were so sick. Like the Shawn Michaels with um, the black and green was like again Shawn Michaels. Yeah was like yep. totally all like what I was about. Um, he had gotten me my favorite toy at the time. Oh, that exactly. Yeah, that one. That one's exactly it. He um, he got me my favorite toy in the world, which was the blue cage that they had at the time. Yeah. That was the coolest thing in the world. I wish I still had that. That's a couple bucks right there now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the 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 great thing is and you know we'll get into it some more later too but you know uh uh being fans of the major wrestling figure podcast that's kind of the big thing is is it gets you gets you itchy gets you itchy for that stuff and you start going <laughs> oh maybe i need to track that thing down that i had back in the day so oh, yeah. yeah it's 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 a vicious vicious cycle man yeah, it's yeah. and even <laughs> now we have all these funkos that are out now like you can't uh, see it because i have this giant green screen oh maybe you can but there is actually a giant uh thing that oh, i have over here full of a oh, bunch yeah. of funkos. i'm an yeah. out of boxer sorry to all the people oh, yeah. who are oh, me too. Most- but Most of the people in the community seem to be. They, we call it let them breathe. Let them breathe, man. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Because that I have a lot of friends who collect Funkos and everything, too. And they're all just like, you're a filthy out-of-boxer. I'm like, listen, they're great. They look, all, they look better they're out of They're suffocating in there, man. You got to give them some fresh air. Yeah, awesome. man. Uh, Kevin? <laughs> it's not, naturally, obviously, I, I can't imagine the let it breathe. <laughs> it has to come from 40-year-old virgin. but maybe like do people not say that not realize that this this is the cinephile in me like with movie quotes it's like they stick sure like that i just walk around my daily life just spitting movie quotes oh yeah yeah but uh oddly enough i don't know that i didn't have a lot of toys and this i don't mean it to come across like you know it's just like oh i just was poor and i didn't have any toys but like (laughs) i didn't really have a lot of toys coming up uh too much i mean i had toys but i had a big habit for like uh the few toys that i did have that for whatever reason i have they were they were action figure based i didn't really have any wrestling figures i ended up watching netflix specials like the toys that made us all these years later and watching the wrestling episode of those figures the way they were made just like the really bad wcw ones at the time (laughs) (laughs) That whole thing, and then realizing, man, I love those. <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, super weird that I didn't have any wrestling figures back when I was growing up. And then I was like, yeah, man, I really didn't really have that many. I mean, I remember that I walked into kindergarten. I had a bad habit for improvising. My imagination was made things weird for me in real life. So I would make yeah. an imaginary figure out of things that were just household like stuff sure. for people to use. So I yeah. remember taking in kindergarten, I remember for show and tell taking a, uh, what was used to, you know, you stick it in the ground. I don't even know how to explain this, but you stick it in the ground, you put water in it and it, and it drips from the bottom and it to plants. Okay. And oh, I, yeah. t- I took this using, cause I would play with it as a tyke and I would imagine it was a spaceship and I took it to show and tell and she was like, okay, well, what do you have to show? And I was like, spaceship. She was like, that's not what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like embarrassing in front of yes, the class. Yes, it is. 
embarrassed me in front of the whole class. Just like, that's not what that is. That's for plants, Kevin. And I was like, okay. And like, put it down. And then the next kid pulled out like a Voltron. You know what I mean? Right next to me. That right. whole thing. And so You're I like, was mine like, looks like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> in my mind, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she just crushed your imagination. She was a terrible teacher. Yeah. Well, I mean, I realized real quick after that that the fact that that didn't make me stop doing that, that my, my right. imagination was only going to go any crazier. But I thought it was weird that I didn't have any wrestling figures considering how big of a fan I was. Right. I think it was just because of where my mind would take little things sure. and just kind of create their own thing. Uh, but it was – I didn't even – I thought it was super weird – at first, when even when the major wrestling figure podcast really started to gain traction, blow up on, I was like, is this because at this point I'm touring all the time when that sure. podcast, I was like full on touring about eight months out of the year, like consistently. It was like the full on grind of, you know, yeah. and this is way years even before pre pandemic. So I didn't have the only thing I had access to watch that was wrestling related in terms of understanding the culture was just the events of every promotion itself, which, you know, at this point, it's like it's a lot of content that have to yeah. really watch so you don't have time yeah. to watch the or even understand or really have the awareness until you meet someone especially like meeting john and understanding of the outside culture as much because mm -hmm. i've never mm -hmm. been to a wrestling convention i don't know if any of you guys ever had yeah. you know what i mean like even a few indie sh i was never that i'd only been to a th like maybe a handful of indie shows my entire life you know what i mean so and then I kind of came into those things later, but I come to think of, I've been a late bloomer in a lot of, I mean, it was a late bloomer in music, like it would, how I kind of explained before we kind of came online and stuff like that. So I'm understanding like the, you guys are explaining like that itch. And I'm like, wow, I never knew that this culture of like the toys was so big. And now with the cards, it's like absolutely oh, insane. Yeah. So I, I like, I, I'm a big yeah. person on learning. So mm -hmm. like this, what we're doing here today is really a big opportunity for me to learn even more about that in terms of the Very community. Cool. It's what big part of the reason why I'm excited. So, oh yeah, well, and gotta, you know, obviously, like real quick, because oh, yeah, when you brought up the uh, WCW toys, I, I think Kevin, I think it was you or Jake, I forget who, but do you guys remember the the giant one that came with the Rey Mysterio with the extendable neck? Do you guys yes. remember that? Yeah, it gets, oh it gets talked about a lot. You know, it was like yeah. a little figure and um yeah a, a lot of this stuff gets covered in the the major wrestling figure podcast and uh you know obviously we're fans of it um but yeah you know if, if you are like just looking you know like you said kevin just to learn or to kind of like just go back and like spark those memories and uh it's it's definitely worth checking out and like i said it has a really strong community like i don't know how many like just fans in general it has but like like its YouTube channel has like a hundred thousand, yeah, almost a hundred thousand uh, yeah. subscriptions. And, and like, we are all part of a Patreon, uh, Facebook, private Facebook group community that has almost 2000 people in it. Um, yeah. and that is kind of like the bread and butter. Like if yeah. you're ever, you know, wanting to like course with the fans or whatever, like that might be a, a cool place to sneak into. Oddly um, enough, oddly enough in, in relation to Patreon, it was Brian Myers who finally got me to bite the bullet and open the Patreons for my band. Like I knew I needed to do one for my, uh, my other band damnation. And mm -hmm. then, uh, it lives a breeze actually was like, you know, kind of like the original band that we had that turned into damnation, but we've kept that brand in, okay. because we have such a strong focus on sure. the wrestling yeah. stuff. And you know, we kind of wanted to keep writing themes and keep doing oh, yeah. covers. Oh, yeah. 
And That'll so, definitely get talked about too. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Not Damnation. To you off, oh no, you're you know. good. Damnation yeah. was where we pushed hard into the the radio walk world without having to be attached to the covers and do that whole thing. But I yeah. knew I needed. A, I was like, I needed a. I obviously known of a Patreon for so long, but I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm so bad with that stuff in general. So I asked Brian because of seeing Patreon posts, and I just at that point I had that direct line since we were going over mm-hmm. his song, and he was yeah. just like, open it up. Even if you don't have a lot of fans at first, like it'll build over time and you'll notice yeah. how it'll be worth it. And so it was literally just a Twitter DM and he and I was like, fuck it. Brian said it. I'm going to do it because I'm such a mark. <laughs> yeah. you know, they, no, they, they've got it figured out. And, yeah. you know, again, like, I mean, I suppose they have it figured out isn't like even the best way to put it either, because like it all happened so organically, you know, like even they were like, is, you know, this is a, a podcast about wrestling and then a sub podcast about wrestling figures how well how well will this do what kind of community will it have and yeah. you know it's just it's done very well um so yeah uh no that's that's really cool that he's kind of the one that was like no you you need to get into doing this so mm-hmm. um now uh john you you said that uh and and kind of showed a, a little bit but you still collect you are still a collector of things uh, what what are some of those things? Obviously, there was some Funkos back there, and uh, being being wrestling fans, do you collect Mattel or the AEW figures, or what 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 do you collect? Or even outside of wrestling? Yeah, for me, the biggest thing has been the Funko series for both wrestling and for horror stuff. I'm a big horror fan. Yes. Um, Kevin and I are simpatico on that too. Big horror fans of just the huge genre that is. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, look at you! You're the best. Oh my God! So I'm not showing off my muscles, Jake. I'm oh, showing sorry. off my, <laughs> my Jason and Freddie tattoo. Yeah, no, but that's been my big thing for now in terms of collecting wrestling and horror Funkos. Um, a lot of yeah. things my family has gone. Oh, we have boxes of wrestling figures from you know when you were younger, and I'll go ahead and every now and again get a box of those. Oh, um, nice. So- so in terms of those, it's really cool to reminisce back to, you know, when I was younger and see that. But in terms of collecting, that is really my bread and butter. I wish I could say I collect guitars, but I really just have guitars that I need um, or that I have through endorsements and things like that. Oh, so sure. I'll say I'll say guitars and Funkos. So both okay. of those. So. I collect so guitars. <laughs> yeah, I love them. You got a couple of relics back there. It looks like it's yeah, so I, got a, I got a few good, good ones back there and then uh, I got some on the floor, too. But uh yeah, I've been uh, diddling with it for uh, you know ever since I was about three years old or so. I'm 37 now, so nice. Uh, yeah, I love love jamming, man. But uh, you know, never I was in a couple bands, but nothing nothing major. You know, just having fun and playing some little you know basically open mic nights for you know that's basically what we did. Just kind of jammed out sure. with some guys and had a few too many beers and you know a couple fights, you know things like that. So. <laughs> But it was uh, lots of fun. So, but uh, yeah, mostly just jamming. I, I'm in my little recording studio right now. It's nothing, nothing crazy. But uh, you know, I just enjoy making music and having fun, and uh, you know, kind of more or less, you know, what you guys are somewhat doing. Uh, you know, I've always really been intrigued by entrance themes. Um, you know, it's I I can't even explain. You know, the way an an entrance song makes you feel sometimes. You know, it's just 
you just, you know, you get that kind of rush, adrenaline rush, basically. And, you know, I'll just be walking through Walmart, you know, and just <laughs> thinking of some jam, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got to quit doing this, you know. You hear Triple H and you just kick through the sliding glass door. They're like, what yeah, the hell yeah. was that? Yeah, I just walk into my bathroom and flip the lights on. It's time to play the game. You know, just whatever. <laughs> I remember I was, I was at IHOP once and I, I heard one of the people like draw, drop a whole bunch of glasses and I just got up and I started flipping people off and drinking. <laughs> No, giving waitresses stone cold stunners <laughs> yeah um now there's there's definitely going to be a lot of music talk as this uh episode progresses but um uh we'll we'll get there shortly uh kevin do you you didn't really collect do you collect anything now uh i would say if anything the collection aspect for me is always kind of just it's been about like a mental database of movies database database <laughs> you're a fisherman <laughs> yeah like just, that's the thing so it's amazed me it's just i don't know i moved around a lot especially once you start touring i never really had too many home bases i moved around a lot in my 20s and i never really had like a clear place to put anything that collected yeah. so i remember the only time i ever had that that stage i remember when i was like 18 19 i started to collect dvds and i was really big into the stuff that I would get at comic book shops, like in the Northeast, they had a place called Newberry Comics, and that was where. They oh had yeah! All, oh yeah! Yeah, that's yeah. where they had all stuff like that. So I started collecting a lot of kaiju films because I was a bit. I'm always a big Godzilla fan, and you know I loved like anything Japanese. So like a lot of that stuff. And then Very I cool. started near that. Then you see you see this stuff that's near that, and so you start started with anime. Uh, anime's kind of gotten into a weird place as it's progressed over time because I grew up in the era of like Akira and the Ultraviolet. Yep. ultraviolet mm. anime of like the late 80s early 90s and then now it's not that it's bad it's just different and i don't know that i can necessarily connect to it as easier because just the way it's put out there it usually takes like a certain kind of story for me to like really get into it but i would start my collection of dvds with that and then it was like going back on the old godzilla movies and gamma films i used to watch and like mm-hmm. neat i used to see that stuff on like tnt when they would air it like after hours or if it was like uh, like on Joe Bob's Monster Vision and stuff like yes. that. So, because I'm a huge, huge, huge Joe Bob Briggs fan. So, I started oh, yeah. collecting Shutter. those things. Yeah, I needed like a physical uh, form of that. And then after that, I got lost into like Japanese horror. So then, like after that, I saw Old Boy and I saw like mm-hmm. all the all the weird, like super violent, like Japanese films. So I started like really collecting all those things. And then after I found like that, I had kind of had a way, uh, an ability to sing. And I was just the early part of my 20s when you start really letting loose and partying all the time, if that's like a thing. Then they kind of went hand in hand. And then that stuff took like a backseat because then it was just diving in into the work and trying to get on the road and trying to follow that journey. You know what I mean? So the physical stuff like took a backseat where I just kind of now I take this. You know what it is? Is like, and this is where I talk about like the younger generation. Like I, I, I'm like, you never saw this movie? Like you never saw this? And they're like, they have no idea. And I'm like, no wonder you're so like not cool. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I meet so many people that have the potential to be cool, but they're not cool because they haven't fucking seen the like the one shot fight scene in Old Boy. You know what I mean? They haven't the yeah. stuff, stuff that literally has like like everything about filmmaking me and, yeah. and just and just oh, sure. me, like how yeah. I think of life yeah. and just like all those things. Like they've never seen Hellraiser. You know what I mean? They've never seen like these things are just like. How do you go through life not seeing this shit? Like, <laughs> right? This is the stuff that like just makes life like I don't know. It's like and I'm so living. <laughs> yeah, for me at least. And I, yeah. I love I love even like 
there's not even a lot of like when you get like a girlfriend stuff like that a lot of them aren't like able to understand that the fact that i'm lucky enough to have a girlfriend that like i showed her the first alien once four years ago and then just this past monday they were playing it at the movie theater because they're trying to get people to come in theaters in any way so they're playing the director's cut of the first and she's like we have to go see that i haven't stopped thinking about it since the first time you showed me that movie you know what i mean so the fact that i can show her those films and she's like super into it with a lot of people like i don't fucking get this like i couldn't show other girls that i've dated audition and just be like oh yeah you gotta wait it out it's like all about the last 15 minutes of the film oh god and then she'll and she watches it and is patient and sees the last 15 minutes she's like that's the most amazing i've ever seen you know what i mean so but for physically collecting things i have had that big disconnect for a long time you know what i mean so but it is fascinating to me from the way you guys are explaining it it's really blowing my mind Yeah. yeah so since this is about the major wrestling figure podcast, I know I've said that a lot, but like you guys being big wrestling fans, um, and it doesn't really sound like you took like any major breaks from watching wrestling. Maybe you did, but um, did uh, prior to working with or getting to know, did you did you watch um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins uh, like when they made you know like their debut or became edgeheads you know what what was your first uh, kind of you know interaction uh, watching them John yeah I had forgotten that they were the edgeheads for years and I had watched through that time period um, there was maybe like a four-year period in my life where I didn't watch wrestling and it was okay. when I was in high school then I got sure. to college a uh, buddy of mine was like oh yeah like he saw some commercial with like Again, I think it was like The Undertaker or something like that in like 2004 or five, And I was like, oh, yeah, he's from this. And I showed him, uh, I forget what match it was, but it was, oh, I showed him Undertaker versus Mankind. And I was, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, here's the next one. Of the, I just got back into it like very quickly. Yes. Um, but for Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, I loved Zack Ryder's run, his solo run originally, like when the fans started to get behind him. After With the one-legged tykes and the woo-woo-woo. Yeah. Woo, and, yeah. Dude, it was yeah. so cool. It was the best. And you yep. could tell people were into him. I was super into him. He won the uh, the title. He won the U.S. title. I was like, dude, this yes. is so great. Um, yes. And they just kind of cut the legs out of him. And again, you feel bad. You're like, damn it. Like, you should have much more. Um great. I thought Kurt Hawkins was really cool. And I thought when they were doing all these vignettes for him, like the face, the facts, and mm-hmm. you, know, you thought yeah. that he was going to come in and do a lot of like maybe top tier stuff. I, I, I always think that when they put big promos in for people, yeah. they're going to launch them right into the main. You know, and I do believe that is the plan. Yeah. But then whatever, you know, goes through their minds that they change that. I don't know. But but yeah, I, I agree. And I think that they stayed entertaining no matter where they were placed. And when you hear them on other podcasts, when you hear them on their podcast, you always hear that they're just such fans of wrestling. And they're just like, do I want to be that top person? Yeah. But if I'm not, I'm still going to go ahead and make the experience of being on TV that everyone says is a privilege the best that it can be. I'm still going to let the fans, you know, come to see me specifically. So I was definitely a fan of them up until their exit or up until their uh, the whole coronavirus thing happened. So, yeah, I would say so, definitely. And then um, as time went on to really see where each of them landed, obviously we kind of knew where Brian Myers was going to land because we had to do the theme and stuff. But just to see where they've landed and see how they've really made it, you know, something of their 2020 and 2021 revival, I couldn't be happier for them. I think they're doing great work. Nice. That's true. I would say probably I haven't had any breaks aside from – and it would be kind of – 
it's never been a, a complete break, just maybe that one period that was more of like, I would relate it to having like a Cliff Notes version of something sure. r- rather than being as in-depth as I have every other aspect, every Monday, kind of a, every Thursday or whatever, you know, whatever, how many different nights of the week SmackDown has landed throughout time. You know what I mean? Like Friday, Tuesday, you know, Thursday, you know, all these <laughs> different right. damn times. But it was like during that super Cena period, I would yeah. say it was like where it was a bit more the Cliff Notes version of things, sure. which kind of somewhat falls in the range of time of when a lot of this stuff was going down yeah. mm-hmm. with with Zach and uh, and with them and just overall, which obviously like, it, you know, again, ironic in terms of mentioning the Edgeheads, because even like our Spotify, like our biggest uh, cover is like the Metalingus Edge theme uh-huh. yeah. uh, and that whole thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know that I've ever really had a break on that end. I think the it, it just like John said too about the face the facts promo. I remember watching that and being like, this seems like he's going to get a huge push. And it did seem like that. Like you kind of said, like they plan for it to come out with hot fire and, and, and hit the ground running. But it's almost like you hear those stories and without sounding too much like a mark. We're marks. We, that's we're, we're that's all just all marks. there is to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's almost like it's okay to be a mark. It's it's more annoying yeah. when you see that someone is a smark. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but without coming, I, I'm just, I love. Well, the I, reason why. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you don't want to assume. We don't want to assume because right. we're not behind. We're not really there. But you, when you watch as many interviews as some of us do, and I know for me, the whole thing is that I grew up such a fan the same as I grew up of, I grew up such a fan of wrestling, the same as I grew up a fan of all the cartoons I watched and all those shows. So you equated them as superheroes, the same way, because that's the way they're portrayed. And yeah. then you grow with it. And then as you get older, like you fought, like, so what I explained to like my girlfriend and when I, you know, it kind of, she gets stuck having to listen to it. Uh, I mean, I literally, <laughs> I literally showed her the, I, I was like, we need to sit down and watch the Walter A kid match tonight from NXT UK. Uh, so <laughs> Brian Alvarez said it was a really good match. You know what I mean? So had like sit down and like show her that match. And she was like, that guy looks really overweight. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> He's like a throwback to the, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And she was like, notice how all of his finishes are never one finisher. Like most of the matches we watch. It's always <laughs> something It's meant to be unpredictable, but like back to the, the rider thing is like, you saw that promo video, like when he kind of came out, and it definitely looked like it was supposed to be really hyped to come up big. But you hear those yeah. stories that, like with Vince, that if it doesn't pick up in two weeks or so, he sours yeah, he, and it just drops. Shit cans it, yep. and he and he moves. His, so it it seems the same way. It came across like that on TV, and then yeah. just like you know, he, they just started soon after that. Like the the losing streak was just almost better. You know what I mean? Right. In yeah, a different way. Like if you're gonna, it's all because really that's the thing. It's not about winning. It's essentially not real. But right. so, uh, but like, get watching someone get over organically is probably one of the most exciting things to be a fan. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like because you, especially when you're a part of that. Like, if anyone was there when the Yes movement picked up, and you were a, equally a fan, like I can't imagine anything that's like as exciting as just like you don't even oh, have yeah. to be at the show. Like, just watch yeah. being a part of that growth and like what like watching that take place week to week. That's like something no other form of media in the world can provide you that people yeah. won't understand. You don't even get that in, in mixed martial arts because it's not because they're going to get behind a guy if he kicks ass. Right. Yeah, mixed martial because right. it's real. But with wrestling, it's totally different. Like it's like there's nothing like it. And you ha- watching a guy get over on his own by yeah. losing every single match. Oh yeah. It's really, it's so circusy. That's so yeah. weird. 
so and with that with that daniel bryan run too it i mean i remember the beginning of it and it it seemed like they were literally trying to hold that back from even happening you know i remember like because i I, I think I, I can't remember the. I think I want to say it was like 2014. I believe um, the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't. Was he even in that match? Or I don't I even think remember. Everybody was waiting for him to be. And yes, then he and he was. Did. And then yeah. I think Roman won or something. Yes, and yes. Led to the more hate for Roman, and because yeah. they wanted <laughs> Ryan, and yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was it. So it was the yeah. Philadelphia Royal Rumble where yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, Batista was supposed to win at uh mania i believe that was like when blue tista yeah Yeah. and that that whole thing because that ended up was it a triple threat match or with daniel bryan randy orton yeah 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 so it was just like they had plans already and it just you know it's kind of funny the way it changed you know but everybody got behind him so much that it it worked out in his favor that way but it's just um you know sometimes you just got to listen to the people and give them what they want. You know, uh, yep. it's, you know, cause if you, if you push too hard against them, they're going to turn on you. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. you know. it's been cool being a tie to their, uh, to their path uh, specifically with Brian, even before ever been having been DM'd by Brian, where we ended up, you know, having that closer bond of writing yeah. his music. But oh. like, uh, cause I remember when they were in the, when everyone was watching that build up to them winning the tag titles at Mania. Yes. Yep. My, I have a, a friend who was a fan of our band and he was a policeman in New York and he, uh, in like Long Island. And he was like basically starting to train to create a pro. Oh yeah. And he knew as he got closer with those dudes because we had written a theme for one of the kids that uh, came out of Creative Pro named Johnny Clash. And he was yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They talk about him all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And he, we wrote his theme, and that ended up later tying to the Brian thing, years hmm. later, actually. And his friend was the fan of our band. And he was like, uh, he texted me, and he was like, just don't tell anybody. He goes, but they're going to win the tag titles at me. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And like told me that leading up. So it was like four weeks before that even went down and I already knew they were going to win the tag title. So I was like, I got, it was, you feel like you have a front row seat on the fans because like now you're like, you get to, you know, this is going to happen. Right. So the fan, and obviously this is outside of fans thinking they know what's going to happen. That whole thing. They don't really know. You know what I mean? So you get to watch like the bleed up to what the fans reaction is going to be. And then that's when you start to realize how much the fans are as much a part of the show as anything else. Oh, I think yeah. we, in a bad way, we kind of found that out the hardest way you ever could with the pandemic, where it's just like, sure. wow, how how odd is wrestling when there's not oh. fans there? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> it's, just, it's so bizarre. It's gotten yeah. easier to deal with the more you... Because we're getting of, used to it. And, yeah. you know, especially yeah. when they do, like, you know, crowd sound effects or if they have a couple people in there just to make some background noise, you know, just to yeah. kind of... You know, keep you into it, but yeah, like uh, there's some shows. It's just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Nothing was worse. You just hear them breathing all heavy, and you know. yeah. Well, well it's, take that adaptation. Yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. Like I, I, you know, I started watching old ECW matches, and then you're like seeing all these crowds of people like on top of each other, and you yeah, know, no masks, shoulder on. to it's shoulder, and, and you're looking at it, and you're like. Shouldn't they be wearing masks like in right, your head, right, right, you, you know, but right. for your, you know, you just can't comprehend it. And, and right. what we've gotten it's, it's used crazy to is that's now normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's nuts. And I, I mean, I hope everything goes back to, to the way it was so I can it will <laughs> so I can point. look at those but... matches and, and be like, okay, that's normal again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, nothing was more awkward than that. Uh, I think it was the SmackDown was the first show they did with no crowd. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was like it got announced yeah. on a Wednesday. They did the show on the Friday. They had really no idea what they were trying to be unique. You could hear them calling spots in like on live television. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Honestly, the only reason that anybody that anybody was able to like find value in that show for all the things that people complain is Triple H. Like Triple H literally made that show so enjoyable he was just because he yeah. was like you could tell it was like he was like fuck it and he just did it like grabbing yeah. the camera filming michael cole making yes. weird, weird jokes i'm like why isn't <laughs> like this all the time i always you know don't have to get into a whole thing of this but yeah like when any time wwe is hit with some sort of adversity like you know if if they're gunning for you know cena to be the top guy and he gets injured or they have a snowstorm and not everybody can make it or Mm -hmm. there's now a pandemic and you can't have live crowds like that's when i think they get their most creative and have their most fun yeah because like oh shit what are we going to do Mm -hmm. let's make it entertaining it's happened time and time again it happened with the plane situation out of uh Saudi mm. Arabia. yeah with you're the, right the whole mm-hmm. lead up to oh, yeah. the, the nxt invasion was all not planned like that right. whole th- they, i mean not the way that they did it at the very least and that was right. like and the most entertaining few weeks people could right. remember in a long time like everything yeah. up to that pay-per-view people were like wow this is amazing like why don't they do this whole time and then they just kibosh it and they go back to the same old i don't understand right. like i don't yeah. get it like they went with the attitude era mindset not to go on for it, but like that's the one time they stuck with something and a yeah. radical change and changed everything about the business and still to this day it's that boom period that everybody goes back on yeah, you know right. so it's really weird yeah i don't know it's just like you know and, and i'm not trying to knock them you know at all i mean they you know but uh they they put out such a base baseline product all the time and then Every now and then they just sprinkle a little bit of salt and pepper on it. And it's just like, oh, my God, give me more, you know, and then they take it away. And it's just like, damn it, dude. And, you know, but you keep. It's like a boyfriend that basically treats his girlfriend like poo poo 99 percent of the time. (laughs) But on Valentine's Day, every once in a while, he opens her door for her and she's like, right. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my God. He's, he's like, pack your bag, girl. We're going to Disneyland this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, but it, it, it's wrestling and, you know, you got your highs and lows and it's just, uh, but, you know, the way everything's going right now, um, especially, you know, like with Impact and AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, every, you know, all the other competitors are really starting to grow. So I think the competition is going to be very fierce, um, especially within the next year. Um, and then once the, the pandemic's over, I think uh, WWE is going to have a lot of competition that they're going to have to deal with and they're going to have to get creative. You know, they're, they're not going to have a choice. So um, I, th- I think wrestling really will, you know, within the next year, year or two, it's really going to pick up and just be kind of like the Monday night wars all over again. But, a little different, you know, because there's going to be so many more players in the game. And, uh, you know, obviously with, uh, um, you know, technology nowadays and everything, it's just going to be, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, and we're all going to be winners because of it. So, you yeah. know, I'm excited and, and definitely looking forward to it. Definitely. Yeah. I actually have a weird question and it's related to the collector aspect of, you know, this, yes. the general basis of this 
particular podcast. But when you mentioned New Japan really quick, and this is something where it's like an opportunity for me to come, like, or even know, like, are there, I imagine there has to be now, but like, what about wrestling figures from New Japan, All Japan? Like, has there been any history of wrestling figures from Japan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's actually a huge market, um, especially over in Japan, obviously. But um, Mm. I mean, I don't have any of the figures and I'm not familiar with them very much at all. But um, I know when, um, what was it, maybe a year and a half or two years ago, when Brian and Matt went over to Japan, yep. um, mm-hmm. there was a, the a YouTube video. The Korean Tiger Mask? Yes, yes. Oh. I mean, it, that, that whole store, remember that store? There oh, was just yeah. so many. Like, it seems like there's a lot more older stuff, um, newer stuff. I'm not sure how much really gets produced, but like... You'll start to There's, see a, a couple little things here and there pop I know they up. Did the Osprey thing. They did Osprey Tanahashi recently. They did so that's Osprey. yeah, that's through Super Seven. Super Seven, yeah. And like they're uh. starting to get in the game. You know, they they got kind of popular with doing like He Man and uh, Thundercats and Ninja Turtles and stuff. And now they're starting to get into wrestling, and they're focusing more on, um, you know, uh, more uh, niche kind of wrestlers like that. So. Yeah, this is super, like, super um, weird you know, how got- Super 7 and that company, Super 7, was one that when I got into my DVD stuff and like when I was like a teen, 19, they were just a company that I would find a, like a book for, for right. all the old like Kaiju Godzilla style stuff and Power Ranger figures. Yep. They didn't do anything with wrestling. And then 20 years later, now they're doing all these like everything you're talking about yeah. here and then like reproducing like He-Man figures and like doing nostalgia stuff blew my mind because they were strictly doing like back then just like the japanese stuff that i was into being a fan of that and And matt and brian actually have and they're like premium figures they're all in scale with like the figures that you see nowadays but they're just super premium like they're they're made with the best stuff they come with you know better uh deco um accessories or accessories everything packaging everything you know so instead of a 20 dollar figure it's about a 40 45 dollar figure but you are getting like the best of it quality and and matt and brian have one uh that went up for pre-order and will probably be coming out like within the next number of months three three to five they're saying april april Ooh, April is the uh, the date that Super Seven <clears throat> updated on all the emails and everything. But like, oh, wow. so there's they're coming out. The Good Brothers are coming out. They put yeah. out like some more like obscure Andre the Giant type. So, um, yep. you know, with with other companies getting into that type of stuff, you will start to see, I think, more uh, Japanese wrestlers. So, like, not only has the wrestling game went up with different promotions, now you're starting to see the toy game come up and start getting into the more uh, limited uh, collector's market. So crazy. Like, oh, this yeah. one, here's the, uh, the storm collectibles, um, Jushin Liger. Um, so they have actually like, what is it? Like four, four? or five. There's yeah. Four. There's the um, blue, the black, isn't there a white, all white I one? I think so. It looks so cool. And there's yeah. like the, the last one that, like his last, like kind of more current his last appearance like, or whatever. Retired. Right. But this is, I, this is like the, the normal one. And yeah, the it, regular it kind of WCW like, style one. Yeah. It, it comes with like six different hands and like, it's really posable. Like you could put it in really any, and the Cape has like a wire in it. So you so can you like can kind of form you know, it, make it however make it, you want. You know, yeah. Oh, so wow. That's sick. 
it's uh the the Japanese wrestling figures are really you know growing right now, especially like the the soft boobies they have. You know the soft boobie vinyl figures. Soft they have, like, boobies. The, oh, I love soft boobies. <laughs> Me too, but soft so boobie oh, or soft boobie, whatever it's how you ever pronounce it. Um, they have that's like, the um, name of this episode: soft boobies. <laughs> soft boobies. Um, <laughs> They have like um Bruiser Brody one that they're oh know, yeah, just that, came I out saw that one. That one looks sweet. Yeah. yeah. And that one's really, really cool. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. big right now. So let's get into you guys writing Brian's music. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go eventually. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know we're what? Here now. That one Kevin I, should start because I, Kevin for this one brought me into that. So Oh, nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I would, I would, I was, could have started it with John almost like reverse engineering the fact that he was the one that got hit up, you know what I mean, at first. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, well, realistically, what had happened is at that point, we had been doing the themes and uh, we st- basically, my band at Lives and Breathes had just finished our album cycle kind of at the end of 2016. And, you know, it was just right into writing uh, at that point. Um Float, or at least that's what I felt. And a lot, um, but for me, I didn't want to do like the top forty stuff because there's already a lot of bands kind of doing that in a way where it was uh, working out uh, really well for them, where you're kind of just riding their coattails and it's not really doing too much for you. Uh, yeah. So I t- took some convincing, uh, but basically had to convince my bandmates that we should try wrestling themes because they were just like that'd be weird. <laughs> so we we did like a we did like a rock cover of Shinsuke Nakamura's theme that mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, blew up really quick right away just because adding guitar over those melodies and that theme was so hot at the time that that kind of blew up right away. And then we started doing medleys mm-hmm. and those were doing really well. We'd do like a WrestleMania medley and we'd like put the full songs on for streaming, but we'd do like the clips on YouTube and stuff like that. And then right after that, because when we put the clips up on uh, on socials, Will Ospreay saw it and then he shared it and I see the shares and it was like, you know, cause he's, you know, British and he was like, lads, write my theme. <laughs> but I thought it was just a guy saying that, you know, and, and, but I messaged him cause I said, screw it. And then, and then he was like, no, I really need a new theme. He was like the one, wow. he had stock music that new Japan was giving him at that time. And it was just, doesn't really vibe for me. And he kind of sure. explained like what he wanted, something arena style or that whole thing. We wrote it and it just kind of took off. Like even That's to this awesome. day now, I mean, he just stopped using it now because they basically, uh, uh, the heel turn they wanted to give him something that matched like the the empire gimmick that yeah. he's using now in Japan yeah. and all that and we've just gotten a boost in views because all the comments are just people you know I mean feel I feel bad I, I don't miss wanna, it I, I don't want his fans to not like the song but at the same time it's kind of just like the fans like oh I, I, I miss elevated you know what I mean <laughs> and yeah we kept doing the themes with that we did like a cover I was I remember we thought of like the edge and I was like. Yeah. This song's on there because it's an Alter Bridge song, but the structure right. of the song is not the one that he came out to. Right, so right. So I bet you fans search for that, but they don't want to hear it. The, they want to hear it the way they heard. Right. Edge coming out to this, so I was like, had this weird hunch. I was like, if we cover this, and I don't suck when I sing it, you know what I mean? That this will do really well. <laughs> and now that song's almost like five million streams on Spotify. Well, you know what I mean? Well, when I, mean, I uh, when I like, so big fan of Edge, and my my wife's favorite wrestler is Edge, and like, I'll I'll be like, hey Alexa, play edge theme song yours is the one that comes up same here yeah, yeah. and i'm like what kind of took i was off. like wait a minute <laughs> you know and like yeah. obviously i listened to it i'm like oh wow this is really good that's not what i want to hear right now so <laughs> but no it's, it's great and i, I did want to make a mention of that real quick because you uh you're very good at like having your voice and also like 
matching to a point too, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's just, I think, I, me and John talk about this a lot when it comes to future themes and then what we did with Brian, that I'm not saying it can't be done. Sorry, you're, here, you're seeing me walk around the house right now because I said my phone is at about 20%, which means I have to somehow find a way to figure out charging my phone, but also figuring out switching this to wireless in-ear headphones or whatever so that I don't die <laughs> <What>? on this. <laughs> when you do no, that, you just talk to me to explain my part, put it in, get it fixed up, and then I'll take it over. Then. <laughs> just, just like a good brother. Man, it's, like, like, it's brother. like you guys know how to collaborate and write music that. and do right? stuff together. <laughs> 100%. Go for it, John. Save Yeah. Me. Yeah. So <laughs> it was crazy. Like he and I were both, um, I- I'll say two ships in the sea passing each other um, at the same time that it lives at breed started doing a lot of wrestling covers for me on my side. I had started to kind of wrap up what I would call like a solo career, putting out just instrumental songs that yeah. were in the mm-hmm. like Andy James scale, the summit, yeah. those kinds of things. And um, I still release those things, but my passion for wrestling, I was like, oh, dude, it would be really dope if I started doing wrestling covers. And oh, yeah. the first one I did also was completely unrelated to It Lives, It Breeds was Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. It mm-hmm. was kind of like an instrumental version, Nightwish meets instrumental guitar. And that started doing really well, too. It got shared in a bunch of different podcasts and the stock went up on that and I had seen theirs. And so Kevin and I just started talking through that. Uh, just through that, oh, you have one, We, ha- I have one, that's really cool. And we kept in touch through the course of time. And, um, you know, they started doing their covers. I was doing covers of Seth Rollins' Burn It Down, AJ Styles' Phenomenal. Yes. And then I started doing themes on my own. Uh, the podcast that I have called the Armchair Bookers podcast is a wrestling podcast also. Um, and I we were looking for- Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, but I have heard it. It's all good. Yeah, it's just we talk about basically we were born out of Brock Lesnar winning the universal title and why we thought that was a bad decision. And 200 <laughs> episodes later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we wanted to look for different ways to promote our podcast. And each person of the host had a different skill set. And they were like, well, you write music. Why don't you write themes? I'm like, yeah, I, I, have, I have no idea how to start doing that uh, so we would interview some different wrestlers um one of the first wrestlers i worked with was called four minutes of heat and they're a tag team that wrestles for uh, united wrestling network now and just through that we i started asking them okay how do you get into it how do you start doing it and it was really just sending messages and starting to you know really figure out how, what wrestlers wanted it became like scoring for wrestlers as opposed, scoring a movie as opposed to just like writing a full song um but over time, Kevin and I just kept linking up over wrestling, wrestling themes that they were doing, wrestling themes that I was doing. And then all of a sudden, when Brian Myers wanted something, Kevin reached out to me and he was like, hey, you know, you want to rock out with it? And we were like, yeah, let's make it happen. So I know for me, you were just like, what kind of ideas do you have just up front? And what was he using on the indies? Up All Night by Hinder, I think yes. it was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That was, that was pretty much what he sent as a message. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys were just like, oh, yeah, come up with something in this vein. I remember that first idea, that demo. I was just like, this is going to like, I hope he likes it. It's going to be kind of like, okay. But in my head, I'm like, I see where it's going. And you were just like, dude, this is sick. Let's keep doing this. (laughs) Cool. So that's that's where my involvement started with you guys. And then uh, we built the song form for it. Uh, yeah, it's just it was just a really cool experience to be able to do it. The lyrics that Kevin you came up with were totally you were just like, listen, we have to talk about his journey from where he was to now. And when you read those lyrics, there's so much subtlety in there. Oh, yeah. 
even at that point, it was like, we need something catchy. His theme on the, and the indies was catchy. What he's always had is catchy. And we want people who aren't wrestling fans to think that this song is just dope and sick. And we want to give them a way to interact live. So the intro yeah. chorus was super. Everything for it is catchy. The solo is a little bit of like that, uh, you know, that rock stuff, but throwing in some shred there for the, uh, yeah. for the guitar community. Yep. I feel like I have a, oh, yeah, I need to indulge that a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, you know. Hell yeah. <laughs> did so. um did he um now did you guys come up with the lyrics all yourself or did did he have like any like did he say I I want kind of this line in it or or anything like that. Actually, there's a lot of, I know when I talk to people that write other themes, like, you know, talk about the downstate dudes, like different level, different wrestlers have a different level of creative involvement, depending on where they're at. So sure. me knowing that, and like, for instance, Will Osprey, he was pretty heavily involved, more so not with like lyrics, but uh, just the, the sonic element. Like he needed something that sounded like it was in an arena. Uh, he and he cited like references of the kind of bands that he listens to, uh, and right, so either that or like really awesome rap like Eminem. And I'm like, well, I can't rap, so I'm going to go down this lane. You <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, but with Brian, he was just it was more the same thing, the Sonic stuff. But I was like, do you have any things that you're going to be using on the indies in terms of like catchphrases or anything like that? And he was like. If you want, you can try to like work stuff into the major wrestling figure podcast. Like, and and I obviously I don't think he meant literally dropping a line about a podcast as a lyric, but like something in terms of the major wrestling aspect or something like that, which I tried. And then, but with my mind, when I'm writing the lyrics for the song, the idea for me is to try my best to write uh, something that the fan can go and pick apart and go, oh, that's what he's talking about. And I know that because of the journey of the rest of being something that it's fan service. Mm-hmm. It's like lyrics for us that are fan service for him. They're nostalgic and cathartic for him to read it. Like you hear the lines in the song, literally just about uh, face the facts and all those kind of little things, but also something that's open-ended enough, which is the whole thing about songwriting is that you're trying to find something that when you write a song, like when you're just even an original band, you're writing a song that's about you, but you don't want it to sound too personal where the fan can't connect with it because they feel like they're just listening to you talk about yourself. Yeah. So you want to write something that can then connect to them. So you're writing it in just enough of an indirect way where they can understand how you're talking about you and also how it could relate to them. Uh, and that's, the wrestling themes are like sports themes, you know what I mean? So it, it can become, it becomes more than just even the talent and it becomes more about just everyone kind of collectively in that whole thing. So with the Brian theme, like he didn't really give too much. He dropped those few things in there and he, but he kind of left us off to the races. So as fans, we really needed to kind of come up to the plate to give him something special without too much feedback from him. Aside from him going, this is what I was using on the Indies, but I can't, can't for copyright reasons anymore with the hinder up all night, but I love this vibe and so when i went to john i was like if this is the vibe he's digging it pretty much means he'd still be using this if copyright laws did not allow him to do it so let's get it as close as we can while still creating something new and original but same tempo same vibe that kind of whole thing and you see even hear comments like on youtube and they're like it kind of sounds like up all night you know what i mean like it's not like it's a ripoff it just has that same vibe and that's that's a that's a compliment that's what we wanted you know what i mean but when he got the song and i sent him the lyrics for the song he was like, that's what really hit home. Because he was like, man, dude, he's like, I got chills. Because you could tell that like, I had done the deep dive or at least known, like I watched like some interviews to see if he dropped any kind of things. But I already knew yeah. his journey watching him. Right. So I wanted him to like 
I mean, you're, I'm a songwriter. I was hoping Brian would cry. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's never told me that, but who knows if he did. You know what I mean? But he definitely was just like, I got goosebumps right now. It's like literally hit home so yeah. hard that the way the lyrics of the song were set up. You know what I mean? So that's really where it's at. That's cool as hell, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen to the song. I, I mean, no lie. I listen to the song like five times a day. I, it's so catchy the, the it's like you said the lyrics you you relate to them and and like I, I just like find myself like just randomly during the day just singing it like in my head or you know out loud and like it's just such a it, it does give you chills you know you like mm-hmm. you you just you hear it and he pumps you up like you're just like ready to like go like you're ready for the day like ready to seize the day with it and you know i i every time i hear because I, I went to a couple of his wrestle pro shows and i um it, when it comes on, I'm like, yes, like he's coming. Like, this is awesome. So I, I <laughs> it's such a sick song. I, I, I love it. <laughs> it lives. It breathes is a band with guitar players. Um, was it just like, because you were friends or, or just wanted to work together? Like you have, you have a band with guitar players. What was the reason to bring in John as, as you know, the other guy? Well, actually that's a, like bringing in John, like the, it lives a breathe, like, it, where it lives a breed started and started doing the themes it lives a breeds at that point had kind of changed into a new band that you know we started kind of going down the radio rock role where we sure. were getting songs on octane but it lives a breeds its connection to the themes the covers and even the style of music that it had done prior which was like it had like this we came out of like the post-hardcore scene of like the 2008 2007 stuff where like it was a lot of edm use in the songs and metalcore yeah. influence highly metalcore influence but then damnation was traveling in the radio rock lane so everyone went in that direction and their focus was not so much on even really helping me out with the covers and doing too much of that they wanted to focus on that aspect of the band and so when that email came in or when that dm came in from brian i was like the only one that was kind of staying on a perch ready to still do that uh, where everyone else didn't have the time, you know, some mm. people just don't have that much time to devote artistically to certain things. So my mind's kind of always running on that, like, where's the next move? And so you start looking for musicians that have the same kind of passion towards the business and the industry of wrestling, but are also musicians. And John is really a perfect candidate for that, especially because right. he does themes himself. And I just kind of went, why don't we take the idea of it lives a breeze as a less active original band and make it more of this kind of like collaborative form for different musicians that do all these things for wrestling yes. and just other covers yeah. in general just kind of bring everything in mm-hmm. and then we can collaboratively you know release all our music uh and just kind of work off the whole thing and it's kind of evolving in a way where it's kind of like now it's become this thing where we kind of want to do new original lives of breathe stuff but had all have the vibe of the stuff that the themes were sonically creating and mm-hmm. yeah it just seemed like a week ago where I just kind of hit up John was just like, yeah, you're like my guitarist now. You know, nice. it's like, didn't even really <laughs> ask him. Didn't really give him a choice. It was just before, I didn't say no. Kind of like, oh, it's mutual. Just collaborate. <laughs> now I'm just like, yeah, you're chosen. You're, 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 you're mine now. I'm just always been like, that. Just, yeah, you're, 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 you're my guitarist. <laughs> so, Love um, it. 
Yeah, man. I've it's been really cool to jam with just everything that it lives it breathes has going on. And kind of like you guys were saying and like Kevin was saying, you know, I was doing the themes kind of in coordination, like on my own. And then all of a sudden yeah. when Brian Myers came up and Kevin tapped me to, you know, come in and do this. It was just like, yeah. okay, cool. It kind of felt so natural from like where I was seeing myself go and then just from where they were seeing themselves go. It wasn't like it just seemed like the best time. And it couldn't have happened with people that were more, I think, simpatico and in line with what wrestlers, you know, for me, I had never, like I was saying before, I had never even thought of doing things for wrestlers, even though wrestling and music were both huge passions. And then just talking to Kevin over time and he's like, yeah, you know, when you see Will Ospreay walk out of WrestleCon, I'm like, that's, that's crazy. I'd love to have that one day, you know, we talked about um, Brian Meyer seeing him walk out on Impact that one day and knowing the work that we did together. It's right. just like, it's super cool. And, you know, we've done lots of themes since then for independent sure. wrestlers, for, you know, wrestlers who were in Ring of Honor. I actually worked with a couple oh, that, yeah? that you've written for, yeah. Um, who do you? Uh, the Carver. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Duke Cornell and Seto Carbera with... Oh, uh, man. We the, could talk uh, about those themes for days, the Snake Pit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah, they they both uh, wrestle at the local promotion that I uh, announce for. So I've cool. not even realizing it like I'm in the <laughs> ring, you know, announcing them coming to the ring and and your music is is playing. I'm like, <laughs> and then, you know, after, you know, doing the research, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even realize, you know, you know, for the the Carver yeah. one. And yeah, it's cool. The Carver one was crazy, too, because one thing that I bring up whenever I talk to people about the you're you know, sometimes you're writing like a song like we do with uh, Brian Myers. But really, when a wrestler knows who they are and they have a strong character, like which he does. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that really, for me, it's like scoring a movie. And I've worked with wrestlers who it's like, cool. What's your you know, who are you? What's your gimmick? I'm 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 an I'm an MMA fighter. All right, cool. What else? I'm, I'm tough. Right. Okay, well, I beat people up. Exactly. All right. <laughs> but the Carver, it's like, who are you? I'm a serial killer and I carry a chain around and all my promos are, you're like, holy shit, that, go. And then right. even, uh, Duke Cornell, it's like, what are what are you? I'm a cult leader. I have an eye patch and I have a bunch of followers. I'm in two stables. You're like, all right, I get exactly what we're going for here. What are the references? I got this. So yep. I love working with that. Those two are both great people. Yeah. I don't want to. I'd never want to bury their gimmicks because they're such tough, awesome gimmicks. But again, two of the nicest guys, all the people in the snake pit. Oh, are sure. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, I love them. But So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in some odd way, uh, you know, just barely like there, there's already like been a little connection just between you and I. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's also what's really great about wrestling and, and just, I don't know, creative communities is, is there's not a whole lot of, you know, steps, you know, the Kevin Bacon thing, you know, uh, how many degrees Six of separation. Degrees. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, I just had a couple of uh, things I just wanted to say real quick. Um, you know, first of all, John, uh, you know, your guitar licks and that song, man. I mean, right off the bat. I mean, it's just <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I love it. You know, it's just, it, it, I mean, the first time I heard that song, I mean, obviously I didn't know, you know, who wrote it or anything, but I heard it and I'm like, holy shit, man, that's badass. Yeah. And I, you know, I, of course I grabbed my guitar and I'm 
I still haven't figured out how to do it. I try. I can get to. Dee, dee, dee. <laughs> I uploaded it. I'll, I'll send them over to you. If you oh, go to opiumguitar.com, yeah. uh, that was okay. another thing that Kevin and I talk about is with It Lives, It Breeds. We're like, okay, cool. We have the songs. We do all this. But what's another way that we can really promote and kind of get more of the name for what we do out there? Right. And for me, a lot of the world that I came from is very much guitar playthroughs. Everybody is basically like, how fast can I move my fingers? See how good I am. Jam Track Central. Yeah. Yeah. All that. So for me, I was like, oh, well, what if we make the tabs for it? I can go ahead and write that out in a program called Guitar Pro. We could throw it up on Ultimate Guitar and we can do a walkthrough of how to play it. So we have that up over on the It Lives, It Breeds YouTube channel. Um, Awesome. Guitar has the tabs. And, you know, I think that's something that we're going to keep doing going forward, even for me. Yeah, I love that. Whenever I write music, and I think this would be similar for a lot of people, is it's not just a matter of how good is the song or how technical is the song, but it's also how replicatable or what steps can you take to have other people play your music? Cause it could be right. as good as it does on the radio in the headphones, but if yeah. other people it resonates with them to where they want to learn it, give them the resources and have them be able to run with it too. That helps grow the music that gets even more of an inch fan base. So I love the fact when I see people just pick up the guitar and they start running that riff, I'm yeah. like, that's cool. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. you want. So yeah, yeah definitely, man. Cause like, you know, I've, um, I mean, with, uh, I'm, I'm up in Northeast Ohio. So, uh, you know, winter times right now and, you know, I can't really do anything outside. So, um, you know, I've been wanting to uh, record a few songs and I I've been really busy with work lately, but, uh, you know, that's, I definitely would love to throw that lick in somewhere, you know, in a solo somewhere and, and do yeah. something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And then, uh, Kevin, I just wanted to say real quick, um, you know, I was listening, uh, I was at the gym earlier and I, I just, uh, you know, I think Husfar had, uh, we were kind of talking earlier and, uh, he'd sent me some messages and they were talking about, you know, it lives, it breathes. And, uh, you know, so I was like, Oh, let me just, you know, throw it up real quick. And real American came on and, uh, <laughs> Oh my God, dude. I love it. Um, but, uh, you know, and then of course, uh, metal Angus and then, um, I'm, I'm a huge miles Kennedy fan. So, um, you know, just your voice and, uh, just, man i, he, I mean he's, you know, he's not I an easy nervous. singer to match yeah yeah um you know because i mean yeah I, luckily luckily i think we have the same style but still like yeah, yeah i'm a big fan too and i was like i don't know how i'm going to do this but you know <laughs> yeah but i mean it's just your your vocal range is is amazing and you yeah, know you, you, you definitely have a gift i mean as you too john i mean you guys are awesome uh you know I'd, I'd love to hear some more future projects and uh you know see what you guys come up with in the future and you know if i keep working out and uh you know getting uh getting the business somehow you know take learn how to take a few bumps maybe you guys can do my theme music so <laughs> yeah. yeah kevin's taking I mean, a that's where bumps. that's where john's at like john yeah <laughs> john is super open to like there's a lot of guys that are going to do themes but they're not going to want to do it past anyone that's at a certain level in the business. And oh, Sean sure. is like a writing machine. And John yeah. go John's all over the board when it comes yeah. to which is good because like people that I worked with in the past that were just like it's well, you know, we're not necessarily fans of this. So it's not they don't have a passion for it as much right. as I did, naturally just not being fans. Huh. Like they need to be able to understand it. So um, it takes a lot more work. It doesn't take that kind of creative work with John because because we're right. already we're just on two sides of the same coin, me just being one that tours and John being in the bubble of production and staying home. So yeah. he's open and willing to want to work with people that are on the come up the same as someone that is at a different stage of the business. And, right, and right. things happen all the time. Like just right. this lit a fire under our butts to 
want to even now do original music for Lizard Breeze again. And it just yeah. ended up like we didn't have any direct plans with it. And then the yeah. only thing that was on the chopping block for us is that we were set to do the new Will Osprey theme before the right. theme that he's using now. And we yeah. weren't yeah. able, like, we wrote the theme, everything got done. And then, you know, business is business. And for one reason or another, even though Will was so stoked about the song when we sent it to him, his new theme. Right for his heel turn, New yeah. Japan wasn't willing to use the theme. And so we're like, you know, this song rips. And I'm not going to just not use this song. And yeah, I was like, we were thinking about doing, an, a, you know, getting back into original music again. So the yeah. theme that we're going to be, well, it's not a theme anymore, but the first original song in like years for It Lives a Breeze was intended originally to be the new Will Osprey theme that, and if you're talking about love and John's riffage, I'm wait to hear this insane Jamie. Oh, I can't wait, man! <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun solo too. That was like when when I write for wrestlers, I usually hold back a little bit from doing a lot of the shred stuff. But yeah. I asked Kevin, I'm like, how crazy am I allowed to go with this? Like with this solo, he goes, this one just go ape shit. I'm like, all right, so here's all <laughs> here's all the things, but it fits. Like it sounds yeah. really it sure. fits what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh man, I I cannot wait to hear that. Oh, that's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah, and and you know for. Yeah, the the kind of you know the geek out moment, you know, being a musician and you know guitar player and singer, uh, you know, looking into both of your stuff and you know, very very much uh, enjoy your guys's approach to things and and um, you know, like you're like John, you're you know, like approaching those you know without hearing everything, but you're like approaching those like almost you know virtuoso levels and and you know like. You know, just listen to like some of the instrumental type stuff. You know, you can you can hear traces of like a you know Joe Satriani or mm. uh, you know things like that in there. And 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 Kevin, man, like uh, you know, I, I've checked out you know your Damnation song and and you know like you were saying, I think maybe pre recording, you know, uh, kind of getting more into like the radio rock and stuff. Uh, you know, that's a little more mainstream ish. But like, still, you know, very good. But then, like, even even like with your covers, like, dude, <laughs> when I was listening to that Heartbreak Kid, oh, yeah. game, <laughs> like, I was telling these guys, you know, like, not not that I dislike music or you know, jaded or anything, but you know, you get to a certain point where you're just like, you've heard it all. You're not like that, like, not 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 impressed. That's not the right word, but like, not like blown away and like you like hit some registers and then some yeah. and i'm like holy yeah. fuck like yeah. rock! you know i'm like wow yeah so for uh, me it was it was glorious when he when you did bobby roots oh, yes. i was like oh my god how did you do that <laughs> um speaking of speaking of Heart, heartbreak kids theme song i i was just telling these guys i was like so i so how we all met was um, we there was a contest for the the major wrestling figure podcast for like who made the best video and you win like this you know one of four um, neon lights you know for the major mark and how we all met was we all made videos for it and I made a video and it was um, I rewrote the lyrics to Sexy Boy you know by, by Deshaun Michaels entrance theme. So I, I rewrote all the lyrics to to relate to the major wrestling figure podcast. So I was like, imagine how my song would hear, you know, would would um would sound, you know, performed by these guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. 
That would be great. It would be nuts. If he actually had like singing talent, like how awesome it would have sounded. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Probably would have won if if that would have happened. Oh, so. a million percent. <laughs> a million percent. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's just you know kind of our oh, yeah. geek out moment with you guys. And yes, and it's yeah. very you know uh, I'm very appreciative of of discovering you know new things that I'm just like oh okay damn like that's that's really good so. Yes, uh, thank you guys. It was amazing. Thank yeah, you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, no, no, um, thank you guys. We appreciate it just because like like you said, the older you get, it's hard to keep yourself from becoming jaded. Uh and I think most people I work with, that's the way they are. John is not one of those people and I'm not one of those people and we like to keep that attitude when yeah. we're yeah. going into anything. It's just like yep. We need to be like the least jaded guys in the room because that's the only thing that's going to be able to get anybody out of this mindset. Like with the yeah, for sure. thing that we release in the future, we just need to, you know, just be as creative as possible, not worrying about like, let's think like fans, let's not think like musicians, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, I think that, that helped a lot. I think that Johnny yeah, Gargano sure. said it best. There was a backstage thing that they were doing when uh, The Fiend first opened up and the fiend like they they did the whole backstage thing with wwe and the fiend made his first entrance and yeah. johnny gargano was literally just like jaw drop just like holy crap and everybody's like oh my god it's crazy and he's just sitting there jaw drop yeah. in awe and he had an interview i think it was with chris van vliet afterwards or yeah uh, somebody that's and, another great podcast oh yeah mm. he's he's amazing chris literally he gets like he's the best one of the best interviewers out yeah, there. yeah he's really awesome. good but when he was interviewed, he asked, um, you know, what was going through your mind at that point? And Johnny Gargano said, you know, I never stopped being a fan of wrestling. He's like, I'm in wrestling now, but I never stopped being a fan of it. And that struck me hard because, again, you're literally in the biggest company in the world. Love it, hater, indifferent yeah. uh, to WWE. Yeah. But literally sitting there watching one of his coworkers go out and have just this amazing moment where it's like a complete resurgence of his career. And he's right. sitting there going, I'm just watching him as if I'm one of us sitting in the fan in the fan seats now. And, yeah. um, you know, I know Kevin feels that way. I know everybody that we talk to feels that way. I know you guys feel it's just you never stop being a fan. You're always appreciative of the, uh, sure. the work that you get. You're pre people that to work with, but you never stop like loving and having that passion for it. And I think when you get jaded, you do lose that. So like, you know, kind of like you said, Kevin, it's uh once you get jaded, it's hard to kind of find your way out of it. Um, but if you're always appreciative and you're always a fan, you'll always have that love and that passion. That's so really yeah. cool. 100%. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better. That's uh, yeah, a great way to put that. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, we, uh, have to move on to a portion of the show where we answer fan questions and start to wrap things up. You guys are welcome to stick around. And if, if you have anything to add, feel free, or you can, you know, hit the road or whatever it is that you got to do. Um, so that's up to you guys. I would love to hang on. I actually wanted to give an opportunity. I think John's probably going to hang on. I know I have to bust out, but I wanted to actually give you guys just, this is like, you know, it's, in, in the spirit of not being jaded, uh, being asked to do these are always like a real a real hoot to give okay. an old guy, you know, exclamation mark. <laughs> so it really is. So like like when John asked me to do it, uh, like I I may respond to John as if I don't care sometimes, but that's just because I'm really bad at texting because I'm too old. But uh, <laughs> on the other side of the phone, I'll respond to John and it'll be like, I'll respond to John be like okay cool but like on the yeah. other side i'm like that's gonna be sick this is gonna be a good time you know what i mean like cool. i'll be really excited so i really appreciate you guys uh Thank you. 
kind of bringing into that, kind of getting the insight to the community that I have not been physically a part of when it comes to the figures and the collectibles and stuff like that. It sure. gives me the inspiration to kind of want to look into that stuff more, uh, just because mm -hmm. even from limited conversations that I see on John and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to overall, without talking too much, just thank you for having us on. Thanks for having me on. So, yeah, no problem. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we've got, we've got a pretty good listener base. And like I said, it's a very strong uh, community. So um Go ahead and, and before you head out, you know, give give the best place that you can, you know, check out you, your bands, your music, you know, whatever it is. Like, where's the best place people can go to check out Kevin Lacerda? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're obviously looking to, I mean, you guys have obviously mentioned some of the covers and some of the themes. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, go and check out John's. Uh, John, what is yours? Is it JK Guitar or is it just your full name? Oh, it's just um, just my name, John Kiernan. Or if you look up on all the, you know, that famous little social media stuff, it's just at John Kiernan Music. Twitter is the only one that's different because a character yeah. count at Jay Kiernan Guitar. I'm like, I'm like, why am I giving John the plug? Because he's probably going to get a chance to plug himself at <laughs> yeah. the end of this. <laughs> anyway, it's because you care about him. Him. You're there a you good are. brother. Uh, it's true. I'm just always. I'm thinking about him first, but yeah, I know if you're looking to, I mean, the best host place because we kind of filtered out to from there to the other people that we collaborate, but just, you know, youtube.com backslash, uh, it lives, it breathes. And then it's just the same thing on Spotify, you know, if you're trying to find it, but, uh, that's where all the covers are. That's where the new original song that comes out in a few months. It's called rise. Uh, if you follow that, you'll get obviously the chance to see it when it first drops. It was intended to be the new Will Ospreay theme. So if you like the themes that we've written up at this point, that song, pretty much it's a wrestling theme without being a wrestling theme it has the same okay. soul lyric style and spirit to it uh and, and everything we didn't really change much at all so and you can nice. say everything that's there so yeah youtube.com backslash it lives breathe you can go and listen to you know the will osprey theme that everyone wants to listen to despite the one <laughs> they don't apparently want to listen to right now that <laughs> I did think I was going to send a uh, screenshot collection of the negative comments, and I wanted to send it to Will, but that was just making them. Everybody hates it. Everybody <laughs> hates it. Maybe you should talk to management, see if they can make a song work. You know? Watch what's going to happen. They're going to go uh, ahead. Yeah, that's and all you know what's going to happen. Months are going to go down the line, and he's just going to be like, by the way, you guys released it. Can I use it now? You're like, God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what do you do? <laughs> wrestling biz. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean you guys have a good rest of the show. I appreciate you again having yeah. me on and for letting me play thank that. You. Thank you guys so much. Same. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. So all right. But thank you guys so much again. Honestly, it's um like Kevin said, it's awesome to really be able to chat with you guys and um I can't appreciate you guys making enough time for us to come on thank you so yeah much. definitely oh, yeah appreciate okay. absolutely too long of a show definitely the way it goes with these things is you get a lot out and there's so many other things you want to talk about but got to try and stick to a certain time frame so yeah, uh, thank you so much and, well, and thank you John. appreciate you, you. Know, thank you yeah maybe absolutely. we can maybe we can try and sneak you into that community a little bit if that's something you're interested in yeah. I, I think i think you'd have a lot of fun hanging out there and and uh I think a lot of people would enjoy your presence. So. Yeah, I'd love to. Let me know. Hook us up. That'd be great. Um, and then anyone who wants to connect outside of you know Twitter, Facebook, just search me. I'll search you guys. Connect, yeah. please. Love hanging out. Love talking. So oh, yeah. awesome. Please. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Have a good night. Right. Thank you so yeah, much. You too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you God. so much. Appreciate you. Bye. Well, there you, there you have it. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Oh, was a blast. And, uh, 
you know, very cool to just, again, hear, hear fan stories since that's what we are, uh, you know, trying to get the community some, some info about each other. And then we got to hear a lot of cool stuff about the, uh, the people that they've worked with. And then the process of getting, you know, one of our main guys, Brian Myers, his, his theme song that we pretty much all love. So, Oh yeah. Oh, uh, more than love. Well, <laughs> I know y'all love it. I'm just, I can't speak for, oh, you know, as far as a cycle, he, he makes love to that song. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Every time I get in my car, that's like the first song I listen to. There you go. Uh, so we will now move on to the fan questions for your four by six. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> on Jim Duggan two by four reference, by the way. If you didn't get that, so. we're bad, I did a little we're, Rick we're bad at math. So yeah. uh, two by four becomes four by six. That's right. You know. <laughs> Maybe we'll start I, I sending just, out. I just, I just like to say ho, so. It's because you, you, you are one. Well, your last name's Hosfar, so. True, very true, very suck true. It. All right. So, uh, oh, real quick, speaking of suck it, um, I got to talk about Sunil187 real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so last week he promised me that uh, he, he asked me for my address and said he was going to send me something, and I have yet to receive it. So, Sunil... Um, where is my package? Let me know. Thank you. I just wanted to say that real quick. So anyway, <laughs> back to the four by sixes. Ah! <laughs> yeah, um, so um, mine comes from one Joey Hudson. Good friend of the show. He called He called me out specifically. Um, <laughs> and I, I, think, I think it's maybe because I... At the beginning of some of the shows, I, I do announce that I am an announcer for uh, an independent wrestling company, PWP Live, based out of Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> um, can Billy tell us a little about his experiences with indie wrestling? Have Andrew and Jake been to lots of indie shows? Any cool stories? Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, indie wrestling is is pretty cool in Omaha like you know when you hear about indie wrestling a lot of times you think about like ROH or or Chikara or uh you know a couple things like that where like they're still pretty big time um they're just not like majorly televised I know like ROH does have you know television but it's not the easiest to find and whatever it's not, it's not, yeah, you know, it's not WWE or, or now AEW or WCW back in the day or whatever, um, you know, for, for a lot of people and in a lot of, uh, you know, states and cities, there are like a lot of smaller promotions, you know, you hear about like, oh, you know, they probably wrestle at, you know, the, the local armory or elementary school or, you know, <laughs> things like that. And, the high school um, gym. Yeah, you know, so the <laughs> <My> uh, backyard. <laughs> the, the Omaha wrestling community uh, and surrounding areas are are pretty strong, actually. And uh, you know, a couple hours out, you know, you do get like um, you know, uh, uh, like Central Empire Wrestling. I think is like uh, Rory Fox's company in you know out in Iowa. Uh, David C. Anderson, I believe, is you know kind of connected with some some independent Iowa wrestling organizations. And I, mm. when I say Omaha and I say Iowa, like Omaha is right on the border for those that don't know. So 
I get Omaha, Lincoln, Nebraska, Des Moines, Iowa, like kind of all those encompassing areas. So anyway, um, I'm <laughs> Husfar don't know how to keep a straight face to Jake making silly faces at us. <laughs> I'm actually getting more distracted by Husfar laughing than I am Jake making goofy faces. Um, but anyway, um, so I started, uh, going to some of these uh independent companies in in omaha and and a lot of them are like i said they're they're actually pretty good and and uh the main one that i got connected with was pwp live and i i just became friends with uh uh the owner uh chris havius and um over time like they needed uh someone to announce an out uh an out-of-town show that their main announcer couldn't go to and beings that I am a, a performer, I, I play music and, and I, I have a stage presence and, and I know how to talk to a crowd. Uh, he's like, Hey, do you want to come announce? And I'm like, well, heck man, that would be awesome because as Kevin was saying, his first love before becoming a musician was being a wrestler and that was mine right. too and music sure. kind of came in and whatever so being able to be involved in wrestling uh was was kind of awesome so like just to kind of break it down to you know just a couple things and, and then move down. on <laughs> <Break it> down. <laughs> um, um a, a lot of the companies like so one of the companies just had uh nick aldis in last mm -hmm. night um or uh, the, the company that I work for PWP live has had hardcore Holly. Uh, oh, wow. and, um, gosh, like, I don't know if people had heard this story. This was probably five, six, seven years ago, maybe now, but like a uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton was oh, wow. Oh, wow. at one of the, uh, events and he wasn't really wrestling. I think he did like a seminar and I think he was going to get like involved in something, but I, I wouldn't say he was at exactly in like the best shape to like sure. wrestle. And yeah. like, like we kind of talked, like we're not into like drama or dirt, but this right. was, this was kind of like one of the big things that happened. He was at the gimmick table and after the show, I was going to go and meet him and get his autograph while I yeah. look over and he almost looks like he's like having a seizure or something oh, like his yeah. body like starts violently shaking and like they had to like get the ambulance and everything. Oh, so like, it's interesting what you see at indie shows. Um, yeah. But yeah uh, the, like I said, PWP, the company that I work for specifically has brought in um, Shane Douglas. Nice. Uh, gosh, so many at this point that like, I, I don't want to waste a bunch of time trying to remember them, but uh, uh, Sanjay Dutt, has has worked a lot there um alex shelley years ago worked there uh even like zach saber jr um again so many people colt cabana um so it, it's it's a really cool company to work for and it's not the only company like i said all around uh my surrounding area are are really strong shows getting put on so that's my indie talk joey hudson you get a four by six oh <laughs> <laughs> now which one of you ding dongs is going to answer well i'll answer. answer oh okay go ahead i'm going next yeah okay. he's going next all right. all right um i've never been into i've never been to an indie show how's far your turn <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so so I, (laughs) so before, uh, last summer, I, I never really watched indie wrestling or never was into Mm -hmm. it as much. Um, so I, you know, Brian was doing two wrestle pro shows, one in August, one in September. Um, the August one was right before my birthday. So I thought it'd be a nice, you know, birthday gift to myself. Good to see, you know, Brian wrestle and, um, you know, since we're part of the podcast and everything and it kind of ignited my love for independent wrestling. Like I just loved kind of, it was nice being like a smaller crowd and like, you're kind of like, I I was exactly, it's more personal. I was, I was like pretty much like, you know, ringside. So that was a big thing for me too. Cause it's like, you know, you have to spend like two thousand dollars to get ringside for like wwe or like right. whatever and I, I paid for a 40 dollar ticket and I, I was right there yeah. and it was just such a great experience and like you have all these kind of big wrestlers um with like kind of wrestlers who are trying to you know make it big and right it, it that's was, what i was gonna ask you yeah. about was what was it mm-hmm. like seeing people like Brian or Joey Janela or Heath and oh yeah, uh, also being able to see a crop of you know like it's almost like when like a national band comes to town and you got your local openers and then the national like right, it's right. Cool to see some of, like every once in a while you go oh that that local guy's like really good yeah. oh so I, and and it was crazy like you know I saw um what was it Anthony Bowens and mm. look at him now he's on AEW with Max mm. Caster um, oh, yeah. part of the acclaimed and you know i yeah. i saw him twice and i he was he was awesome like he was yeah. he was great and it's crazy like how many of those wrestlers i saw that are are big now like you know like Max Caster and you sure. know i mean Pillman Jr was kind of big at the point but he sure. him. he's on AEW. you you know it was was great so it it was that was my experience with independent wrestling kind of you know those two wrestle pro matches ignited my love for it and you know now i now i that's all i kind of watch more than the big ones you know yeah all right so then we need to move on to the second question which one of you ding dongs is gonna go i'll do it i'll go (laughs) oh okay you go you go Go ahead buddy no all right all right So I, um, I picked AJ Hardy's question. Um, I actually wanted to give him a little shout out to, um, friend of the show. Um, he, (laughs) he, um, he hooked me up with one of those exclusive AEW rings with, with Cody. Um, and I just was really, he was one of the first people I started talking to in the group and, you know, I just very thankful first. I just wanted to give him a shout out as well. Um, so his question was, what figures are you guys most uh, looking forward to um, maybe to be made in 2021? Uh, he said, pick up a, a pod figure, a wrestling figure and a non-wrestling figure. Um, so for the pod figures, I, I, I mean, I, they're already being made, but it's those, you know, zombie sailor uh, Hasbro style oh, figures. Oh, oh. Um, I know we're already getting Matt and Brian and it looks like Danhausen which I'm super excited for. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who's in the lineup um, as well. Um, for wrestling figure, I'd probably say I really want a, uh, a Dexter Loomis and a mm. Shotzi Blackheart um, figure, uh, Elite. Um, I think they're two of the most upcoming, you know, hot wrestlers right now or, you know, kind of newer that are they're getting big. And, you know, I really can't wait for them to get figures um, to add to my collection. And for non-wrestling figure, um, oh man, 
so I'm I'm a huge uh, Twin Peaks fan. It's a show I you know it's one of the most important shows of my life. I'd I'd have to say it's a big part of my childhood, and um you know it's I don't know if anyone's ever watched it, but I would really love if they did figures for for Twin Peaks. Um, like they have a couple like Funkos. Right. Yeah, they have Funkos, which I, I have all of them. And I have they have little Funko like reaction figure kind oh, yeah. of style. Yeah. Um, but I would really like maybe like like you know, Super Seven or NECA style figures of them. I mean they, yeah. there's so many characters they can make with accessories and you know, especially from the new season. Um so I that's probably my my most wanted like kind of toy line to be made if if it happens for twenty I doubt it, but I would love it. Sure. All right. Billy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, with, with major figures, um, you know, be either being made or coming in soon, obviously like I, I can't wait for, you know, like the, the ringside to come. Those have kind of been my favorite, uh, major figures so far. I mean, we haven't had a, a, a lot other than that, other than, you know, the, uh, brawlers. And then of course the upcoming super seven, so I'm definitely yep. looking forward to more ringside and the zombie ones, but there was, there was a little hint dropped and it was such a thing in passing. I'm curious how many picked up on it, but in, in Matt and Brian's interview with the good brothers talking about their super seven figures. Are you about to blow my mind, Billy? Brian dropped that at some point, like may, I think he might've even said that they were in talks already of just mm-hmm. doing repaints. Because right. the figures are already done, right? And oh yeah, their, their gear hasn't really changed all that much, other than you know different color schemes or whatever. Right. So, you know, we're getting their like outside of WWE debut figures, <clears throat> um, you know, soon. Yeah. I think now I don't think they would come out in 2021, but I think maybe by the end of 2021 it would be cool if it's announced at, for like early you know, 2022. Yeah, that maybe, yeah. you know, Matt has like his, uh, you know, maybe his AEW pay-per-view with the, you know, the all sure. white with the purple accents and maybe yeah. Brian. Still major. Yeah. And maybe yeah, Brian cool. is like his, his black uh, and abyss. silver. Abyss. Wow. The abyss. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, awesome. I think oh, that yeah. would be really cool because the, the, the outfits are pretty much the same. Yeah. You just gotta right. make a couple of alterations, maybe add a new accessory, maybe match a jacket or something. But yeah. overall, yeah. like he said, the figures are done, so it don't take much. So I think Love they kind of dropped that hint that that yeah. could be happening. Hell yeah. Oof. Outside of the majors, um, just wrestling in general. Jeez. Um <laughs> I you know, it, it's inevitable, and we even talked about it last week. I definitely want to see that Brody Lee AEW figure happen. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be cool to see uh, actually several Dark Order members uh, get mm. get one made. Um, you know, I think it won't be too long before we start seeing, you know, a couple more two packs come out. You know, maybe we get like a Reynolds and Silver or or a Colt Cabana. Oh, and Stu. Anna Jay. Right. You know, any of that would be cool. Um, you know, there's several people, but I'll just kind of keep it simple. Leave it at that. And then outside of wrestling, what would be a figure I would like to see? Um, gosh, man. Uh, there's so many things, you know, like NECA and Super 7 have been doing really cool things with the Ninja Turtles. I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. 
and they're starting to move more into, you know, obscure characters and stuff. I would love to see like um, one of my favorite Ninja Turtle characters is Wingnut. He's he's yeah. the bat. Um, yes, I think I think Super Seven would do like a really cool like updated figure version of that. And then for like NECA, a two pack would probably be like uh oh crap, what's their names? Uh, it, it's another couple mutants like Bebop and Rocksteady. It's Dirtbag and uh-huh. uh, oh crap, what is? It's a bowl. Um, a bowl? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dirtbag is like a mole that. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like hung out with a bowl, like <laughs> uh, and I, a beef chuck. Or Beast I don't truck. remember something like that. I don't remember, <laughs> uh, but I think it would be cool to start seeing more, uh, you know, kind of more cartoon or you know early uh, turtle figure stuff related coming from NECA and Super Seven. And I think those are all uh, possibilities Doable, that, that sure. absolutely yeah. may actually happen. So there, there you go. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, for, for me, uh, the most. Uh, you know, pod figs that I'm looking forward to. Uh, definitely the Super Sevens. Um, I mean, the Hasbro ones that Zombie dropped are really cool. Um, but you know, I'm I'm really really excited for these Super Seven figures to come out. I cannot wait to have them in hand. And uh, I only got one Absolutely. set, so I, I don't know if I'm going to let them breathe or if I'm going to uh, just keep them moc. We talked about it in the in this episode. You know, yeah. we let them breathe, people. But those ones, yeah. I know. And I only they- ordered pack so far too yeah so um i'm a psycho i got three <laughs> so I'll, I'll figure that out when i get them i'll, I'll probably carefully let them breathe to be honest yeah. with you yeah. um uh wrestling figure um now the i don't know how to take this question i mean it, well i guess it says looking forward to maybe being made in 2021 so, so- i know i the, the one I'm most looking forward to that is being made is the Ultimate Edition Macho Man that's coming out here shortly. Um, Wait, what? But, yeah, they're coming out with Macho oh, Man. Oh, the Ultimate. I'm thinking yeah, Super Ultimate 7 Edition. Ultimates. Oh, <laughs> I'm no, like, no, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, um, yeah, that would be. But um, I think, uh, you know, with the Legends series uh, just getting reignited uh, mm-hmm. recently, I think, um, you know, obviously there's, there's going to be some more sets coming here in the future. Um, I'd like to see a... A more kind of um, n- newer or more current version of Hulk Hogan, like the um, the uh, early to mid two thousand Hollywood Hogan, but like red and yellow kind oh, of, yeah. run, you know, oh, kind of like yeah. something like that. But like, like an, after, TNA. after Hollywood, yes, um, yes, after the NWO style, you know, yeah. he, he still had the scruff beard, but you know, the, yes. yeah. yeah. You know the tie dye pants yep, uh, or yep. tights. Okay. Uh, I think I think that would be kind of cool because Mattel has not made that figure um, at all. I don't believe um, the big red and yellow boa. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know, there, boa. Yeah, I think there is a tie dye pants elite Hulk Hogan. If I'm not mistaken, Let me go to the Google machine real I've quick. I've never seen one. I might be wrong. I I know. I'm pretty sure there's. I mean, I know there's a Jax. Well, he wants an ultimate, so it doesn't matter. If well, no, 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 I, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. Just an elite. Just oh yeah, elite. you're right. Now I know there's there's one <laughs> um, <laughs> with like black jeans. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the tie dye. Oh the, yeah, they have yeah. the picture of the tie dye on the box, but it's uh, but it's okay. the that's what I'm thinking of. It's okay. the black the black with the yep. the boa. Yeah, so, well, so basically like, that figure with like the 2015 Hogan. Yes, we're talking like 2002, 2002 03, yes. 2014. Yeah. It says on the box. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah so so yeah i think that would be cool um and then non-wrestling figure um i don't know if this is in the works or not um but obviously you know husfar got me the neca back to the future set for christmas uh yeah oh, so part, part three, three. <laughs> um is, i is didn't want to say it but i wanted to guess most likely oh, okay. yeah so obviously you got to have um clint eastwood uh you know in, <laughs> yes. with, his, uh, <laughs> with the nikes and the and boots i think yeah. yeah, 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 and the hat and all that. I think that'd be cool. Well, you gotta tough. have the McFly hat, you know, the little one. Well, um, which, well, well, which <laughs> would you prefer more? Would you prefer the one with like the pink boots and the and like the you know the the cheap uh, outfit that he has at the beginning, or the more kind of when he's with Doc and he ooh. gets the more official clothing towards ooh. the end? Because both would be great. You know, Damn, like they made, I didn't even think about that. That's they made the pop. Good, uh, yeah, they Good made job. the. the the pop is of you know when yeah, he first the arrives outfit, yeah. the goofy I mean, outfit i think it's more yeah. iconic you got to go with the goofy sure. outfit yeah um, absolutely but i do i really do like that and even doc would be cool with like the oh yeah the, uh, the rifle with the with the yeah. telescope with the on scope. it I think would be badass yeah um you know and um or even yeah. doc at the end where, where he's with the family oh, after yeah. the the train you know yes yeah Jules and Vern. <laughs> yeah so you have options or, or, yeah. i mean they're doing multiple they're doing that other marty with just the jean jacket and the picture that fades oh, away oh, yeah. that's okay. coming out so they cool. could do multiple yeah yeah, yeah that, i know that there's cool. going on about and, it but i would love to see like uh, you gotta have Griff three, too. I want to see a three pack. Griff or, or um, um, Mad Dog. Mad Dog and Mad Griff. Dog Cannon. Yeah. yeah. So a three I wanna, pack. I want to see a three pack, and yeah. it's like the picture, and I want like Ooh. oh, like fading, like, like clear. I want to see like see through brother and sister. Oh man. Well, apparently the picture that comes with For the sure. figure, it's gonna have the lenticular. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want big ears. I want the figures. Oh, yeah. Of them fading away, like yes. you know, waving. <laughs> Ooh, that would be. Yeah, you you cut off your brother's head. Hit up Randy. <laughs> hit up Randy on on Twitter. You know, yeah. he is pretty active on there. Hmm. He is. Yeah. That's uh, man. Yeah, I think that would be badass. So I'd love to love to see that. Yeah, um, I agree. Right. So for my question, it is from Mike Marietta Jr. Mm. Oh, you're switching it up. Okay. Yeah, he said, "Why is Husfar such a piece of shit?" <laughs> well, let's tell you that. I'm just kidding. He didn't ask that. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I just wanted to mess with. So, my question is from Brian Chairs. Pre-COVID, what did you guys do for wrestling pay-per-views? Hmm. Watch by yourself, hang out with friends, attend shows, etc. Also, which pay-per-view is your favorite to watch? For me, nothing beat hanging with friends, drinking some beers, and watching the Rumble or Mania. So, um, me personally, I none of my friends that I hang out with are actually into wrestling at all. So, um, I would watch it with, you know, my wife would normally watch it a couple hours with me, maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then she'd go off, you know, because she's just not interested in it, which, you know, can't blame her. But, uh, yeah. you know, but... Um, uh, I would normally just watch it by myself, have a couple beers and, you know, snack a little bit, whatever. Um, but definitely my favorite, uh, I, I love WrestleMania, you know, that's the payoff show, but, yeah. um, the Royal rumble is probably my favorite just because they're, you know, you never know who's going to show up. You don't know who's yeah. going to win. It's kind of the, the predecessor to everything that's going to blow what if off. Matt shows up in the Royal rumble guys. What if who Matt, 
Oh, oh my God. Ooh. I would flip oh, out. A surprise. I would flip out Dude. just as much as I flipped out from Impact. Wow. <laughs> Since he's yeah, got it popping around from place to place. Hey, it's a possibility. I doubt it. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But it would be cool. Royal Rumble pants. Yeah, the uh, rip, rip rack. Yeah, yeah, Mikey Whip Rack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, I'm just talking shit. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would yeah. be cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, so yeah. What about you? What about you guys? What do you? What are your? Uh, what do you guys do for pay per views and and which one's your favorite? So um, pre COVID, um, you know, for the longest time, I watch wrestling alone. Uh, but I started My working. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I um I started when I was in the restaurant business. I I was working at a restaurant in Fairfield and. Uh, I met this this kid who's another one of the managers who was training with me, and we became friends over wrestling. And he invited me over to his house, and he would have these big uh, pay per view parties. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're sick. Uh, he would have these big uh, pay per view parties with like all of his friends and his right. fiance. And you know, he'd he'd get catered food and oh, nice. beers and everything. So. Now it's kind of a tradition to uh, every pay per view. He'd be like, "Drew, you want to come over and yeah. you know watch watch rest, you know watch the pay per view." Sure. And even you know a- after kind of being safe, um, mm-hmm. you know post COVID, he would still invite me over, but it would only be like you know a couple people, you know really sure. safe and everything. You know he yeah. would have to get tested for work, so it was safe. Yeah. Um, so he would invite me over, and we'd still nice. have these little parties and. Uh, so pre and post COVID, I would yeah. go to my friend, his name is Chris Murray. I would go to Chris cool. Murray's Murray's house and have some beers and some snacks and enjoy good company while watching, uh, good. some pay-per-views. Billy. Awesome. No. So for me, um, I, you know, luckily I have, you know, a lot of pretty cool friends that are, that are into this stuff, but typically, yeah. uh, there are three other friends, um, that I would get together with, uh, regularly for for pay-per-views right and uh so we would get together and we would alternate between houses and and uh just hang out and watch wrestling and then uh wrestlemania was like so i don't remember it was like wrestlemania we'll just say like 27 or maybe Mm -hmm. even a little earlier than that um where my friend's birthday is april 1st Okay. So there was, I, I think, one of those around around twenty seven ish. It landed on his birthday, so we put together um, a big WrestleMania party, and uh, it, it's this whole thing we called it Steakovania. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> so the, ste- the steak part was because we would go out and we would buy steaks for the entire party that ended up being like 20 people, maybe <laughs> Jesus, Jake, uh, Jake is doing the broski and dropping farts. <laughs> oh, us farted. It was us far. Oh, my sides are lower. <laughs> oh my God. Well, no, I was, I muted my microphone cause I was laughing and uh, it was it was fucking hustling. It's like ass. hanging out with these guys <laughs> when there's not a guest anymore. <laughs> oh, um, so anyway, did you, did you see him lean over? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hey, Broski <laughs> drops audible farts, and so yeah. oh so my god, knuckleheads. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, <laughs> so the steak, like I said, we would we would make steaks for like twenty of our friends, and not all of them were wrestling fans, but yeah. you know, some of them would come there hanging out. Yeah, yeah. The oh, Vania yeah. part, which is a little you know weird in <laughs> backstory that that makes sense to where I'll, I'll lead to it is the. Husfire <laughs> won't stop farting. <laughs> this is so stupid. I didn't fart that time. I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> he just looked at me like laughing his ass off. So sorry. No, you're fine. Oh, um, the Royal Rumble was always the big, obviously, thing leading up to WrestleMania, and we thought at the time how funny it would be. Not funny, but these guys are being funny. Um how fun it would be to see a surprise winner like Kevin Thorne, you know, the vampire guy. So we're like, man, if he wanted to be like WrestleMania and then like Stakelvania, it became a whole thing. So anyway, WrestleMania was always a big party for us. Royal Rumble and Survivor Series are always kind of my favorite ones just because the the idea and the themes are, are always very fun. So that's the end of the questions. That's the end of Jake and Husfar <laughs> laughing their asses off and oh, trying man. to distract me. <laughs> no, well, the, the problem was the other problem was his screen froze and he's like, you know, like laughing. So I couldn't keep looking at it. All right. <laughs> thing is over two hours now. Oh my I'm god! Have to try and oh it my out. god! I'm Ooh, pretty baby. sure that I can, but I hope yeah. people enjoyed this. Yeah. We got to we got to hear from the people that that wrote and created Brian Myers' theme yes. song. We got to listen to them just be fans for a while. Yep. Talk about you know again their fandom and then what it was like to create the song. This yeah. that whatever. And then uh, answer the questions. We we then become idiots like we are and have fun. <laughs> and hopefully, like you know, that you see a little bit into you know inside into the MWO. And I'm then- staying up all night. <laughs> What the hell is going on? I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, Jake, real quick, yes. promote yes. the things that are coming up. Yeah, that you wanted to promote. Thank you. All right. So uh, first thing um, up on the list is the Major Fest from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, it's a week-long event. Um, luckily, um, Matt, Brian, and Mark have uh, asked us to join Aaron Ortiz on Thursday the 28th for the Major Fest live flea market. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there are a ton of surprise guests um, I'm not allowed to spoil anything, but uh, you guys are in for a big, big surprise. Uh, it's going to be a lot of big surprises, like yeah. big. not even messing around. Big, yeah, it's going to be insane. Um, there's so many bring your um, big boy purchasing pants. Yeah, bring your credit cards too, because uh, we're trying to a get lot some, of... some smaller stuff. But there's a lot of big stuff that is worth it and really cool. So yes, yes. So uh, we're excited uh, not only to you know interact with uh, some of the people but uh some of these items that are going to be coming up are really one of a kind um special pieces so definitely oh, stay if, tuned for if people if people don't buy them we're gonna buy them so <laughs> so you better buy them so uh, you better buy them 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Jake, okay. keep going. Anyway, thanks for ruining that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely join us for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, talking with you guys. We do have a lot uh, of guests and a lot of things we got to get through. But uh, another thing coming up is Toy Hio in Girard, Ohio. Uh, it's going to be February 13th. Uh, Brian Myers will be in attendance there. So uh, I'm going to try to make it to that. I was just scheduled my personal vacation um and i'm leaving on the 14th so i'm not sure if i'm going to be able to go now but uh, i'm going to i'm going to try to make it happen because i i need to get my thrill zone hat signed um you know especially since they went out of business i'm sorry did i spoil something (laughs) so uh (laughs) so uh no um you know i definitely want to you know chat i mean it's it's 45 minutes away from me so that'll be a really cool thing i know justin summers is going i believe john indiana vasquez is coming uh, a few other members as well so uh, i'm What's that? Was was Joe Ryan going? Uh, I don't believe so. I think he was talking about doing the um, ACW. Maybe that's what Wisconsin. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Which um, ACW in Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you were bringing up <laughs> on right now. I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, ACW Wisconsin. Uh, that is April tenth. Yep. Yep. Yes. So um, yeah, there's um, we're not not sure yet, but I believe um. There's talks about uh, Live 7 happening like the night before. Yep. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah. So that, you know, that'd be awesome to just make a whole whole weekend out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we, we have our tickets, so we're going to be there in theory. Um, you know, I haven't we haven't worked out all the travel details yet, but we're we'll get there. I'm going to go on my vacation first, then I'll figure it out when we get back. So <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. This will actually be the first time uh, all three of us get to to meet in, in person. Uh, I've yeah. already met how far um, at, at uh, live six. But, it was a low um, point in your life. I bet. Yep. Yep. It's, oh, it's all downhill from there. So. <laughs> we weren't even <laughs> but, a podcast at that point. Yet. No, no, we were just buddies. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And actually it was kind of like, what, like three weeks after that, I think we started the podcast. Yeah. Maybe something like that. yeah. yeah. It was, was kind of crazy. I had, had no intentions of doing this and then here we are. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's uh you know, it's that. So, uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward to all these things coming up. But, uh, you know, if you guys have any um, thoughts or questions, you know, hit us up. And if there's anything you want to see or hear about on the show, you know, same thing. Let us know. And uh, Anything we can improve on, same thing. There's, there's another event coming up. Um, March, many people might not know about this. Uh, March 21st at the Wrestling Universe in Comac, New York. Um Matt, Brian, and Mark are all going to be there for oh, wow. a uh, meet and greet. Um, so if you know you're in the New York area or you know tri-state area, or, you know even if you want to travel, they're doing a signing uh, Sunday, March 21st, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So another opportunity to meet you know the men behind the podcast, and mm-hmm. I, I oh, mean yeah. I've I've met all of them several times, and you you know you won't be disappointed. You're gonna meet them a couple times before that, and you're still gonna yeah. go. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I have to. I have to. I mean, support. Come on, we oh, we yeah. started a whole podcast about their podcast. We're fans. We're gonna yeah. keep trying to yeah. support as much yeah, as absolutely. Can, so. Like Definitely. even even though I don't have like anything really else to get signed, I'm gonna go get a photo with them and oh, you know, you spend out. five minutes with them and and shoot the shit and hang yeah. out for a yeah. second. You know that's that's totally worth it and cool. I mean that was you know live six. It wasn't for me personally. It wasn't about getting stuff signed or anything, which I really right. didn't get much signed. Um, but it was just it was Big so experience. cool to interact with them and just you know, Matt fist bumped me and, you know, and, uh, you know, it was just like, and 
I was just in shock the whole time. I, I was trying to act cool. Like it didn't bother me, but you know, I'm just like inside. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then of course, and you know, then, Brian, you know, and you've become buddies with, you know, even more so hanging mm-hmm. out with, you know, uh, La Puma and Vasquez. Oh and, yeah. Yep. You know, summers and, you know, yeah. hanging out with those people, uh, uh, in person, you know, got, got you even stronger connections. Yeah. With, with just the community. So again, right. that's, that's what all this stuff is about. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, I think that's it. Husvar. Take us out. Play my fucking music. I got Galoom, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D. Just like Blue Chew, I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch. Like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. With Phil Jackson Always scratching that itch I'm just a major mark Major mark I'm not a toy boy Toy boy I'm just a major mark Major mark I'm not a toy boy Toy boy Hey all you major marks Claim all that merchandise 